census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewers. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Welcome, everybody, to a very special live episode of Throwdown Thursday. It is episode 283, and as you just saw, we are part of the Dorkening Network and brought to you by <laughs> Round Copy. Uh, once you go deadly, you don't go back. I am your host, Patrick Ray. Hope you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is... <gasps> The Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Princess of Prosecco. See, that's oh, a new one. Oh. A new one. Uh, the, see, this always throws me off when I add a new one. Uh, she is the Michael Phelps of wine. She is the real housewife of Transylvania, the Queen of the Monsters, an honorary Lizzie. And what would happen if Lady Gaga had breakfast at Tiffany's? Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes Von Nightmare. Thank you for being here today. I feel very regal. Well, I mean, you do have that giant diamond. Hello. I'm, I'm pretending it's real. It is real. I got it. Uh, real rock candy. Yeah. I was going to lick it if I get hungry. I got it out of a, a claw machine. You had to use so many quarters. Like four. Oh, I was so proud. Oh. You stuck with it. I you did. got it. I did. Uh, we are joined, as you can see, by several folks uh, making their triumphant return to the show. We have Mr. Powerful Brandon, whose microphone head, hat, Lighting and Fantastic Four shirt really brings out the blue of his eyes. Yeah, there's, four there's two of those Fantastic Four shirts. But so, uh, thank the, you. Yes, eight. <laughs> just uh, I did it all for you, Pat. Just, well, I appreciate just, that. Just so you can comment <laughs> on my eyes. Uh, I mean, I, I can go now. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Yeah, I was I was lost there for a minute. I stumbled over my words. <laughs> It's uh, it's literally these are the only reason that uh, women ever stop to talk to me. <laughs> it's there's nothing else appealing about me <laughs> at all. Usually, like, it's not a similar thing that I have, but usually it's stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah. When Dara and I started dating, they were like, "So what's he like?" And she was like, 
he has the bluest eyes I've ever seen. And that was it. Like she stopped there. And I was like, what, what about, what about like redeeming qualities? And she was like, blue eyes. I said it. That that's where it starts and ends. Sometimes like, he wears a nice hat. Yeah. Sometimes he covers the baldness. That's nice. Speaking of the baldness, we are also joined by returning guest, Justin Cooper. Hi, they doing Coop. I'm great. How are you two? Oh, we're doing all right. Uh, and we are joined by a newcomer. Uh, this is his first time on our show, at least. Uh, good friend of ours uh, from the Woundwood. That's where I met this uh, gentleman. He is always ready to be your plaything. Hence the name, <laughs> Ollie Toy. Ollie, how well, are you doing you. this evening? I'm doing lovely. Very excited. Uh, you're popping my my podcast cherry here, so I'm I'm pretty close to that. <laughs> Yeah, he does that. Getting excited. That, that explains why you're so juicy. Yeah, I'm wearing, uh, you know, I got the juicy couture uh, uh, onesie on. My mom told me that my beard was getting unruly, so I shaved it into a handlebar mustache because that is much That'll more unruly. Yeah, so uh, I'm here. I'm ready That's to podcast unruly. it up. <laughs> so we, uh, as you may know, I got to get some light on. Oh, no, that's not working. <laughs> no, no, not on that. <laughs> no. Uh, as you can see, I have the full beard and mustache, which Ashes definitely really likes and doesn't hate at all. It's her favorite thing. Absolutely. But the, the you know, the, 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 you rest of the, the rest of the facial hair is fine, but it's the mustache. You can't tell? Hold on, let me see if I he can. He looks like he wants to lure little children in the back of his white van. No, I lure I like, I like, I like how you're saying that, and the other three guys on the podcast right now yep, literally. <laughs> each have, regardless of any other facial hair, a mustache. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. No, but look at it mine. Is, it is very becoming on the three of you. Oh well, I would prefer if no one is coming on me. That would, that would <laughs> no one's so waiting. Like waited. That. <laughs> I think if we're going solely based on who's most likely to steal a child. I think it's me right now. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> What's your location again? Hard to say. Hard to say. It's Underground. Completely unrelated to the fact that I'm on FBI.gov right now. <laughs> Uh, so we have uh, we have looks like one three people watching, but we got a comment from Super Retro Throwback Reviews uh, because it is Mr. Steven's birthday today. Happy, so happy birthday, Steven! He's as old as Jesus now. Two thousand twenty-one. <laughs> I heard um, he was gonna. I, yeah, he's two thousand twenty-one years old. <laughs> I, I heard he's gonna celebrate by watching Die Hard too. So. That is the 2021st one. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing to do. <laughs> Happy <laughs> belly button day, Steve. Happy belly button day. Well, hold on. I will, I will do right. the thing. Just give you me do. a minute. But, uh, do the thing. <clears throat> Steven, under the guise of super retro throwback reviews, because he is also trying to hide his location, says, good evening, guys and gals. So... We are here tonight because it is almost the end of 2021. Prove it. Well, it all depends. Well, time is an illusion created. I feel I'm going to wake up on Sunday and it's going to be fucking December 32nd. What the fuck? It's going to be 2020 again. <laughs> this is bullshit. Don't say that. How is it 13 o'clock? This is, this is insane. 
Lousy Maybe. smarch weather. We're going to get the dude from uh, Dexter. Surprise, motherfucker. And then like, Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Ollie, you can swear on here. Oh, thank God. But only uh, Ollie? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Only Ollie? Like, now I have to watch my mouth? Yes. It's yes. Tricky. Well, that would be exceedingly so. easy because you're on camera. Normally, that's incredibly difficult to do. Ah, yes. Cuban B. You know, on a mirror, you can only kiss yourself on the lips. Yes. Did you know that your lips, when you count, don't touch themselves until you get to the number one million? Mm, that's fun. Yes, I know. Welcome to Esoterica. <laughs> Unless you have a uh, speech impediment. Uh, you got another <laughs> message that says, Sammy said, 11, hi, by the oh, way, Brandon. <laughs> oh, you're very Southern. You say seven like seven. Seven. <laughs> Seven, you, you you suddenly turn into uh, Mayella Yule from To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> I plum saved up seven nickels. S e b b u m. That was a John uh, Goodman trope. Seven. <laughs> got the the B reverberation. I I mean I don't doubt it. I, I'm not sorry. I it's a Patton be... Oswalt joke. Yeah, you're oh. a Patton Oswalt joke. <laughs> yes. Back to Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I explained that's why I'm bald. Brandon knows. I sent him the meme the other day. Yes, yes. Brandon knows. And let's keep it at that. Inside jokes are fun when no one else is involved. <laughs> um, that's the well, premise of adult it off air, so. <laughs> I, I shave my head because I'm afraid of rats controlling my actions by pulling my hair. <laughs> See, I didn't shave my head. I just deliberately went bald. Yes, I willed myself to lose my hair. The bitch of it is I can't I will it back. It seeds <laughs> into my skull to keep my brain warm during the winter. It goes that it way. It checks out. It's totally. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on YouTube. That's not I'm my actively balding. That's a mullet. It's no fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, 16, buddy. That's when it happened <laughs> to me. I, I, I was the only. Out. I was the only sophomore walking around high school that didn't need a pass. Because they thought it was a substitute teacher. <laughs> or a fryer. Or a are, you, are you here to teach gym or health? Yes. <laughs> Everyone in my bloodline is bald, and I'm just kind of actively like trying to spite them. Because since I was like a baby, it's been like, because I've had it was red hair, and everyone's like, oh, your hair's so great. Like, it's going to be sad when it's gone. So my dad's always says that. So I'm now I'm taking like every pill there is, all the like prescription uh, shampoo and conditioner. Whether it's like, for hair growth or not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Health. Just random just pills you find pills. on the street. Well, Ron this Howard's might help the hand grow. Yeah, Ron How <laughs> Clint Howard even. No. Uh, <laughs> I love Clint Howard, but no. <laughs> Clint Howard has done well because Ron Howard has done well. And also he's the ice cream man. Sandler. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah. we are here tonight because we actually have a theme and it's not just talking about how we're bald or not. Hmm. Uh well, I mean, yeah, you can't addition, relate, sorry. A, an additional theme then. <laughs> yeah. So we're oh, well. going to be discussing, amongst other things, uh, our top five characters that we were introduced to in 2021. Doesn't have to necessarily be somebody from 2021, but characters that we uh, were introduced to during this year. Uh, we were also going to be covering our top five movies that came out this year. And uh, I reserve the right to... Uh, to uh, add to my list later on because I have not yet watched Spider-Man. I have not yet watched Don't Look Up or Antlers or Candyman. So I don't know. If I can I save you the time on Antlers and Candyman. Antler Man. Yeah. I'll just spoil Spider-Man right now. Get it out of the way. 
I will yeah. you so Do hard. That. He's been Run he's been up. trying so oh, hard. Wait. To we got somebody else so adding. Oh, we just got another person joining. Oh, hey, oh. and joining the crew, <laughs> we have Saturn award-winning filmmaker, Mr. Paul J. Salamoff, who was my very first interview on Shark Bites, episode one, Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind. <laughs> filmmaker, Mr. Paul J. Salamoff, who was my very first interview on Shark Bites, episode one, Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind. Do I need, oh, wait, am I, do I need to, hold on a second, I just realized that. I was if you have headphones or something, well, just, Echo! Let me put these on. Oh, yeah, nuts. <laughs> I was really. I thought trying. I was already and everything. Even That's getting right, on earlier. Right. Well, I was listening to you. I was listening to you guys. I'm like, oh, I probably should jump on right now. So, ah, don't uh, worry about it. I'm you're three listen. minutes earlier than you said you were going to be, so that's totally. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I just knocked over a, a one good, of my Dune action figures. A good <laughs> podcast starts right. off oh. with <laughs> idle chit chat, and a right. bad romance starts yes, off with Sorry about that. Terrible introduction there. No, 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 it's <laughs> fine. I was barely like able to get everything all set. Like Ollie showed up early and like totally threw me off. And it's my goal always. Father, hey guys, do I'd like to introduce you like around to hear <laughs> You want to hear about my doing action figures? Yeah, I should give you the the tour of my office here with all my. Uh, the, here's here. I'll show you guys my geek cred. Really crazy. Yeah, there's the Dune action figures over there hanging nice. out. Nice. Um, those guys are on my on my desk right there. But then, as we take the tour of my office here, yeah, a bunch of, there's Medalik over there. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the that's the TARDIS console. That's the TARDIS console from the '96 TV movie, the actual oh box. <laughs> <laughs> and then a whole bunch of my other toys and and geek sundries as they were. So there's my my geek cred for the evening very cool hey what's what's what is that what what do you have lined up over your uh right shoulder i'm just curious this is my left hand okay i'm sorry which which one hold up your right hand okay yep over your right shoulder what's that lined up behind you like those boxes are they videos oh wait a minute what am i looking at I don't know, man. You tell me. Right where <laughs> your head is. Yep, yep, right where your head was. Oh. oh, those are oh back there? No, no, other side. Other side. Uh, no, other side. There oh, you oh, go. The yeah. Filing cabinet? Oh, yeah. oh, right there? Yeah, what is that? Oh, those are um those are my comic book, um, my graphic novel series, uh Tales of Discord. I wrote this. Here we go. I have everything handy, right? I wrote this uh comic book series called uh, Discord and Tales of Discord. Oh, cool! So yeah. Those are mag. Those are actually magnets of well, it, it uh, had different a, it, issues. I know. I'm such a nerd. Like it honestly had like a comic booky look, even at this distance. I'm like, what oh, is awesome. that? Well, I need to know what that is. That's done well. Yeah, here I'm gonna grab uh, one of these off of here. Yeah, they're magnets. So that's that's for Iridian. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. So wow. I, yeah, there's actually a really cool company. Um, uh, where my brain is not working right now. That does join, like I had the puzzles. Club. They, yeah, it's like it's so funny. They have like I made like puzzles of Discord. Like here's my uh, and then my encounter puzzle because <laughs> I like puzzles. That's very cool. <laughs> so making my own little merch for myself. <laughs> I like it. Ooh, so uh, entry. Hold yeah. out for the tote bag. <laughs> What's that? 
Hold out for the tote bag, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, so I just Trader got some Joe's t- for your encounter bag. Yeah, yeah. I just got some T-shirts made too. Of like, they have this thing every once in a while where they're like ten dollars for like a T-shirt of anything you want on it. And I'm like, all right, fine. I need a new shirt, so I like got a Discord shirt made, and then I have my uh, my book and graphic novel, The Silent Planet. So I just made a T-shirt out of this. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. I have more. I would have Paul on the comic show. <laughs> yes. It's not a bad that, idea. I, that's neither of our shows, though. Yeah, it's neither <laughs> one of us. But we can certainly pass that idea along. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, I will write it down right now. That's why I brought the pen and notebook. Nice. Is, is no the pen blue. also blue? No, it is black. I do not write in blue ink. <laughs> Superstition, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, being raised by somebody who is in the military. That's what, they don't use blue ink. But you're all blue. I mean, that's the thing that's throwing me. I would thought you'd say, no, I can never use black. Everything's blue. Many, many Smurfs had to die to get this outfit together. <laughs> Papa Smurf, Papa Smurf, squish. It's funny, the special oh, effects. Oh, no, Brady. Right. It's actually what all green. He he's just dubbing it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it really color. thorough. This is instant color correction. I'm, it's like I'm Sin City. Very, yeah. I'm very monochrome. <laughs> That is true. I've seen him in real life. Yeah, I'm like I look like clerks. I look like Kevin Smith's clerks in real life. <laughs> this is mostly airbrushing and color correction. Some green screen. He's got the A special effects makeup screen. team out back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, that's my brand. That's, that's my brand too. I did makeup effects for 14 years. Oh, yep. that's my beginning of my career. I did uh, for make monsters yeah. and creatures and it stuff. It takes like that. that entire team to get me to look. <laughs> like this. So, what, what do we think is behind that curtain? That's Stan Winston's creature shop. There, uh, Brandon has his own hair and make well makeup team. Anyways, this <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chin hair doesn't take care of itself. Patrick, right? uh, so you got to get some that does. Mine does. <laughs> I've been training it for years. I is yours a colony you're raising, or is it magnetic? I mean, are they nanites? What's going on there? It's a hive mind. Oh, okay. I can almost uh, drive standard with it. <laughs> so, Paul, how you been? We haven't uh, we haven't chatted in a while. Yeah, I've just been pretty good. Um, you know, <laughs> all things considering, right? I mean, yeah. it's you know, just sort of talking about how <clears throat> you know one of the hardest things for with you know living through the pandemic with obviously the obvious things of not trying to die um, was not being able to go to see movies in the theater. So I was glad when I was all vaccinated. I, I like I've seen sixty four movies. I just counted them up the other day. So <laughs> sixty four movies in the past like since March in the theater. Wow. I've been very happy about that to be back. Uh, so that's where <clears throat> I learned my since I was a little kid. I mean, honestly, this is the truth. Since I was a little kid, I don't think I've gone more than two weeks without seeing a movie in the theater. And I went like a year and three months, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, God, this is horrible. I mean, like I have a theater in here in my office, which is fine, but there's nothing like going to see movies in the theater. I mean, there really isn't. And it's like, as long as I'm being safe and I would go on off hours and, you know, definitely try to socially distance as much as possible, as much as you can when Spider-Man comes out. Um, (laughs) But um, I was socially distancing before it was cool. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I mean, things have been pretty good. I mean, you know, as you saw back there, sorry, on my 
Is it my left side? It was my left side. I, I, I won a Saturn Award for my movie Encounter in October, which has really been pretty amazing. I mean, not only is it really, um, you know, it's incredible. You know, I've been wanting to win one of those for most of my life, um, but it's been really doing wonders for, you know, lots of opportunities are now presenting themselves that weren't there before. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> congratulations, by the way. Thank you. That, Thank that you. We were talking a little bit about that before I realized, like, we had to go live because we had about six seconds. No. <laughs> talking about some of the cast that was uh, a part of that. <laughs> and you have, in that film, uh, two Marvel actors, one being Luke Hemsworth. And yep. uh, tell folks about the other one. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Keough. Glenn, uh, Glenn, who's uh, um, actually, if you watch, um, if you guys are watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, anybody watching the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, he's actually got a reoccurring role on it. He plays this prop guy, which is really amazing. Uh, he was in the season finale too. Uh, but he is the British reporter at the beginning of Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. You've heard his voice if you've seen the movie. He's one of the first people actually here talking in the movie. He actually was on screen, but evidently they just used his uh, used his voice. But uh, yeah, so that's right. You got two two Marvel actors in my films. Wow. Cool, man. That was cool. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, Luke Hemsworth, who played Thor. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty. Hilarious. Uh, I was gonna say, wait. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, right. Thor. that's right. That's pretty pretty just... minor role. <laughs> yeah, well, he was Thor. In front in the of play. And that's when Matt yeah, Damon was Loki. Yeah, 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 which is amazing. Yeah. I the, love that. I mean, like <laughs> Taika Waititi's like pulled from like all the New Z, all the Kiwis and Australian actors he knew to throw yeah. them on stage, and then <laughs> and then was just like, ah, yeah, Matt Damon too. Let's get Matt Damon. It would get Jermaine Clement. I really expected to see him somewhere in like the Grandmasters. Like entourage. We are we sure that he wasn't uh, meek? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did the voice for meek. Yeah. Meek's dead. Oh wait, no, he's okay. Hey, peace <laughs> off, ghost. <laughs> I, I love Taika. I think he's he's such an amazing. I mean, like Jojo Rabbit. I just oh, absolutely, brilliant. absolutely love that film. I, mean, I will. Like, that that movie is astounding. Mm -hmm. And it just blows my mind for like me personally, because years and years ago, um, I had actually checked out uh, Flight of the Concord mm -hmm. one night stand on HBO back when HBO used to have like comedy on it was <laughs> fun times. Um, but I actually checked them out specifically because back when Blockbuster, I'm really dating myself here back when Blockbuster <laughs> was still around, I had rented a movie called Eagle versus Shark. Yeah, that starred yeah. Jermaine Clement yeah. and was written and directed by Taika Waititi. And because I was not like a full-blown IMDb aficionado at that point, I actually thought that Taika Waititi was a woman <laughs> because of his name. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that lady is like quirky but talented, huh? <laughs> and uh, I did not realize who he was <laughs> until I saw the movie Green Lantern. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. The number one thing people know him for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. He does he does an incredible American accent because a lot of times people from uh Britain, Australia, or New Zealand, hmm. there's there, there's instances where they drop it and it sneaks out. 
And I would have been hard pressed to call him anything other than American from watching him play American in Green Lantern. Um, that's say, one of the few nice things anyone can say about that movie, even tangentially. So I mean, he's crazy. Free guy. Did you, did you guys see Free Guy? Oh yeah, he was he was he's hilarious great. in that. Yeah, absolutely great in that. And then uh, have you seen what what we do in the shadows? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. yeah. The movie's fantastic. But I'll tell you something. The TV series. I'm gonna be honest. It's like blows the movie incredible. out of the water. It does. Yeah. It really like does. the Vampire Council with yeah. fucking every like Tilda Swinton. That was that was. That was amazing. That was literally one really? of the most amazing moments Superb in TV owls. history. <laughs> Jackie right. Daytona. We have another guest Jackie Daytona. joining us. <laughs> oh, what's this? Welcome to the show, Mr. Adam Berardi, another filmmaker. Hey, what's welcome welcome to the show. Welcome. And he has an he actual green screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. It's the only place in the house that had light. Show us what it's like on the moon. <laughs> this is not a green screen. This is the shapeless void I fucking live in. All right. How many fucking times I have to tell you people that? The green screen broke, guys. It's black. It went out. No power. <laughs> Trying to get me to the point where I'm blue in the face. Apparently, the only part of me that isn't blue. Is <laughs> But Adam, let me introduce you around. Uh, obviously, you, uh, I, I don't know if you've no, met Ash as you know. No. Hello. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, finally. And we have, uh, I don't know how your screen is arranged, but to our right, we have uh, Mr. Ali Toy, who is, uh, uh, I've worked with on uh, the recent film, The Woundwood, which should be coming out uh, next year sometime. Hey, um, hopefully October. Hi. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah. podcasting uh, compatriot Justin Cooper and below him, powerful Brandon. Hi, Justin, Brandon, hey, and uh, fellow filmmaker Paul Salamov. Hey, Paul, hey. nice to meet you. I just know, sorry, I just noticed behind Justin the event horizon poster. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 appreciate it. Yeah, um, it's huge, it's got uh, signatures by let's see. So Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Kathleen Quinlan, Jolie Richardson, Jack Noseworthy, Jason Isaacs, and Sean Petchwee. Oh, that's awesome. Never heard of it. You know, actually, the, the producer, um, uh, executive producer of my movie, did the marketing for that for that film at Paramount. That's that's oh, one of my um, my dream interviews is to get to talk to you know either um, Paul Anderson or someone else about Event Horizon and just yeah. to ask them, did you realize it was the same oh. ship as Lost in Space? Yeah. <laughs> It's a shame that they lost all that footage, oh, though. You know God. what I mean? Like that, all that other the footage that got cut from the film. You figure right. in this day and age that would have been. I mean, the fact that it's it's not, it's gone. It's I like mean, Lost it's Horizon all over again. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's just because it has Horizon in the you know. But it's Forgotten Silver. How's yeah. that for you? Do you guys know what that is? Do you guys know uh, what Forgotten Silver is? Nineteen twenty. Uh, Make your day is a Peter Jackson documentary oh. that he did. That is like a fake. It's a fake documentary. But when you watch it, you'd never know about claiming that this filmmaker, this New Zealand filmmaker, <laughs> basically bested with D.W. Griffith and like created all these like film techniques and that. <laughs> <laughs> that they found this like lost film that actually made New Zealand the center of the beginning of filmmaking. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. It's awesome. called Forgotten Silver. It is so good. It's one of uh, Peter Jackson's early. He must have done that before Meet the Feebles, huh? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was uh, right after Meet the Feebles. Really? Okay. Was right that was my introduction to him. 
Oh, really? What, it, really? It, wasn't, it wasn't Dead Alive? No, Meet the Feebles. Oh, uh, sorry, or not, or not me, I mean, I'm sorry, what I'm thinking, uh, bad, bad taste. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know what? Here's the funny thing about Meet the Feebles. I actually got to go to a special screening of that before, like, in um, – uh, that it was in a small screening theater. It was at like the distribution company. And, like people were walking out of that movie. There was only about like 10 people in the theater to begin with. And I was just laughing my ass off. It was like, <laughs> what the hell is this thing? Marvelous. Yeah, but oh I'd, already seen, I'd already seen Bad Taste, you know, so I, I sort of, you know, knew who Peter Jackson was. So fair enough. But Damn. yeah, for God's Silver. Who's uh, your, your friend there? Well, Who's your friend there? Busy. Every time I get on the computer and I'm talking to somebody, he jumps up on my lap. He's trying to look at you guys, but he's too short. <laughs> oh, that's cute. He's really interested in this kind of stuff. So, yeah. So he's like, so uh, talk about bacon. What <laughs> <laughs> was next? Yeah. About the time you dropped the chicken leg on the floor. <laughs> Every so, time he gets in my lap, so. My is my mutts that... keep my mutts keep circling around and going under the table and brushing by my leg purposefully. So I, you know, like they're like, oh hey, you, you remember I'm here, right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because <laughs> they know that I sit in the same spot for work all day, and the fact that the sun is down and I'm here right now, like they understand something's off. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in the same room that I do a lot of editing in. So he he just hopped right in, just figuring I was on the computer doing something else. You need help? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at this. If you want, I can hit pause for you. Oh, <laughs> hey, I see what you did there. <laughs> Dog pause. A, a big, a big uh, Superman fan. So, uh, Brandon, uh, let these gentlemen know what your dog's name is. Uh, my older dog is Otisburg. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. He um, cut. That's my favorite Superman, too. That's my favorite. That's my favorite one. There you go. Um, my father, uh, when my mother disclosed that she was pregnant with me, uh, their first of four, eventually four children, uh, they celebrated by going to see Superman 2 <laughs> in the theater. Uh, I had no no like choice in becoming a <laughs> Superman-obsessed nerd. Uh, and then our, our other dog, who is um, just about eight months old now, we got him back in September. Uh, his name is Argo. And he is named after Argo City, which is where uh, Superman's cousin Kara uh, lived before she was, you know, jettisoned from Krypton towards Earth as well. Um, and uh, I was really proud of the fact that when we named Otisburg, I was like, no one is ever going to have the same name as this dog. <laughs> and that has been true. But with Everybody Argo, knew who he was, though. <laughs> I had to explain it constantly. They're like, <laughs> What the fuck is that? I'm like, have you seen Superman the movie? All right, buckle up. You're Ooh. in for a ride. <laughs> put it on here right now because it's the best one of all of them. But I do the, that when I'm at cons. If I see somebody dressed as like Superman or Batman, I'll be like, who are you supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> but the small one, uh, we we bring the both of them to like a daycare, uh, doggy daycare, a couple times a week, so they can like you know romp around with other mutts. And uh, there's another dog there named Argon. And they have brought the wrong fucking dog out to me like, <laughs> 75% of the time. Like, I just sit there and wait. And then the kid comes out with a completely different dog on my leash. And I'm like, 
It's not my dog, man. Here's your Saint Bernard. What? <laughs> See, I was hoping you were gonna say that Argo was based off of these. It was based off of Star Blazers, which was the name of the Yamato, oh. the American version of Star Blazers. <laughs> nice. Or, no, unfortunately, I, I I went full on Kryptonian <laughs> fanboy with that one. Like, He's going to old school anime. I, I was gonna say this isn't my dog. It's missing an electron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's a very noble joke. <laughs> oh. In which he did not react. Yes! <laughs> uh, science puns! Oh, we got him. Let's see what happens if I go to high definition here. Oh, maybe not. No. Sorry, yeah, I, I was playing with my... chemistry here. Mm, I actually smeared Vaseline across the lens so I, <laughs> I wouldn't have to subject you guys to the full glory of this. No, I so, smeared it across my You're face. welcome. Was that what I was supposed oh, to? I was way off. It's the lens, not the face. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so who's who's you ready to uh, who's ready to drop their uh, their list of their top five characters? Who wants to Scott go and Silver. Oh wait, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll go. All right. Uh, you know some some of these some of these Thank things you. are um, you know shows that I I rewatched or there were new seasons of. Uh, mo- or movies that I rewatched, uh, and then some are you know just like new things. Um, in no particular order, um, my first my first character is uh, Eleanor Shellstrop from uh, The Good Place on that was on NBC. It was uh, four seasons long, and it's been on Netflix for a while. Uh, I I was a big fan of the philosophy courses that I took in college. And I actually have a couple of the books that they mention in the series, including uh, what we owe to each other. And um, that show just really, really appealed to me. Uh, I, I grew up like my dad majored in theology and philosophy in college, and his college was actually St. John's Seminary in Brighton, Massachusetts, because he was planning on being a priest. So I grew up with a lot of discussions about like spirituality and philosophical like quandaries. Um, And when I saw this show, it just like, it really spoke to me. Uh, So I've, I've rewatched it numerous times since it, since it ended. Uh, It's just kind of on constant repeat. And uh, it's one of those rare stories that they clearly knew what they were going to do for beginning, middle and end on television. And I feel like the resolution is like right on point. There was no part of it that I was dissatisfied with. Um, and Eleanor Shellstrop starts off being such an, a, like a magnificent asshole. And she ends being like one of the best people in the entire universe. And I feel like that's the ideal we should all strive towards. Um, the next character I picked was um, the title character of the show Ted Lasso on uh, Apple TV. I know you're not a big fan of Jason Sudeikis, uh, Pat, but and neither am I. I will I will say that I'm also not like huge into the stuff he's done at all. But this character is so far removed from the other things that he has put out there previously. Uh, this show is just basically it's it's a it's a, a what if, and it's a great and terrible what if because it's what if people were decent, you know and. Wouldn't it be nice to live in that world? And this guy is one of the most decent and he just really like pushes everyone around him to be better without being pushy. And that's, that's a hard trick to pull off, especially acting, let alone writing a character as such. Uh, And I think he does it very well. Um, 
Next is uh, is Maury from the cartoon Big Mouth. <laughs> um, I just I get a big kick out of out of him because uh, I feel like it's such a good representation of that crazy hormonal voice that we all start to develop during puberty and throughout the the you know majority of it, and uh, you know the fact that uh, what's his name. Uh, Kroll, Nick Kroll voices him just like a like a throaty like Jewish guy from Brooklyn just really speaks to me just <laughs> like hachi machi <laughs> like, it, it's hysterical to me well Jay's like, term in the critic thing this this kid is a goddamn prodigy he may very well be his own hormone monster like I love that shit um and then next up is uh the character of Allison McRoberts uh, who was played by um, Annie Murphy on the show Kevin Can Fuck Himself on yes. AMC. Um, I absolutely adored that show. It threw me for a loop when I started watching it. Um, I had I knew what the premise was, but I didn't know what the execution was going to be. Um, the fact that it shifts, uh, it looks like a, uh, you know, a, a stage, like four-camera sitcom, whenever the husband is on screen and you have like the live studio reaction and, and all that, and it's all riotous and, and laughing and, and, and clapping and shit. But then whenever he leaves, it goes normal and everything's just dull. And she, you see just her, it's focused on her and her life is absolutely miserable. And it's mostly because of the fact her, her husband is such uh, an ignorant man child. And, uh, <laughs> It's just a great show, and she's a character that I I'm really looking forward to see get to the end of of like the two or three seasons they're gonna do, uh, just because she deserves to like get away from that dickhead. Well, uh, I can tell you, season two is filming around here, and you and I have a mutual friend who is working on it. Annie Murphy, yeah, I know we're we're like this. <laughs> actually, it did uh, a lot of it shot here in in my city as well. Um, mm -hmm. I actually. I pinpointed a scene in the in the first episode where I had actually been stopped with Chinese food that I picked up for my wife and I in the passenger seat of my Jeep. And I, I straight up stopped and was like, wait a minute, that light couldn't possibly be for construction. It's like fucking eight o'clock. Who would be working right now? Wait a minute. I know that look on that guy's face. He's on a film crew because he doesn't want to fucking be out here. <laughs> and, uh, I looked down the street and it, it and it was um Annie Murphy and um oh I can't remember the actress's name. It's like Bodden uh, is her last name. But um the two of them were talking and they were running through the scene. You could tell they weren't filming anything yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like very clearly at the end of the street. Like I was window open, just watching. <laughs> and they like looked over and I was like. Hey, and Annie Murphy and the other one were like, "Hi." I was like, oh, "All right, I have to get this food back to my wife before it gets cold." Bye. You, know? um, <laughs> you want an egg roll? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It's. It was. It's a really good show, though, and I. I do recommend it uh, to anybody. Uh, if you are thrown off, though, like stick with it through the first into the second episode. You will get used to the shift from like four camera sitcom to like full blown like drama. Um, and then my last, my last character, um, just because I, I rewatched this, um, every couple of years and I did happen to watch it like a week ago. Um, it's sort of holiday related, but that's not why I watched it. I, I just love it. 
Um, I will, the ball. character of uh, Charles Demar from the movie Better Off Dead by Savage Steve Holland. Uh, he was played by Curtis Armstrong. And um, there have been many moments in my life Best where the top hat in the Char- yeah, Charles Demar is like sort of my spirit animal at points. <laughs> like he just he says some of the most delightfully insane and or stupid things I've ever heard in a movie or ever really. Um, I mean, his advice to Lane about uh, skiing is just perfect. Like, hey, I got to do this. Do you have any advice for me? Yeah, go that way really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. <laughs> I mean, that the way it, that that's solid advice. It really is. But I mean, he's just he's such a, a goofball, too. I mean, he's a druggie in a town where he can't get drugs. Like he's walking around with Lane Smith played by John Cusack and like they're having a, a really like a, a substantial conversation. Lane's really trying to be like, you know, I don't know how I feel about this, that, or the other thing. And you're not really like you're focusing on them and you don't really catch the fact that Charles is filling the entire fucking shopping cart with whipped cream <laughs> cans of whipped cream and it's not until he gets to the fucking register he's like dude i can't even get real drugs in this town <laughs> like i should be at home right now drinking this monster eggnog my brother makes with lighter fluid <laughs> you know? he just he says something I like that yeah, it's like I love that. I love that movie. I blipped out for a second, so I'm sorry, but oh, you're yeah. obviously but you talking about you're better, better off, off dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that movie. God, I do you stopped. know what the street value of this <laughs> entire <laughs> mountain is? <laughs> it's fucking great. Like, I... Dude, you're the hottest thing since Sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him on Terrible Thunder Lizards. Oh my god. Such yeah, a great yeah. movie. American Dad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Snot. Play snot. Yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, truly, the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> Charles Demar is like my favorite character from that entire movie. I, I just... like, I like Lane's mom as well. <laughs> Boiling the bacon. But there's, 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 it's got raisins. Peru. There's so many great scenes and lines yeah, yeah. in it. I mean, I still, I still quote the. They're speaking the international language. <laughs> Love. Love. I had um, I had Howard Cosell's grandson as my uh, civics teacher, so we we used to razz him and be like, "Mr. Cohane, sitting here, Lane Meyer." You know? He's like, "Stop quoting to be home. A man once great, now defeated." <laughs> what they want to race him? Howard Cosell. Yeah, Howard Cosell. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's it's a fun movie, um, and I recommend it to anybody. Like, I know a lot of people have a, a soft spot in their heart for One Crazy Summer by Savage Steve Holland. And for anybody out there who might not be familiar with those movies, if um, if I'm I'm almost forty, uh, if you're like from the generation that woke up and watched cartoons on Fox Kids on Saturdays, uh, eat the cat. And the terrible Thunder Lizards were Sta- Savage Steve Holland projects. Yep. Um, and he actually has a lot of animation uh, that he did for, in both Better Off Dead and then uh, his sophomore effort, uh, One Crazy Summer. A lot of people love One Crazy Summer. It's got Bobcat Goldway in it. Um, Curtis Armstrong appears again. It stars mm-hmm. John Cusack again. Demi Moore is in it. 
Uh, but I grew up having seen Better Off Dead first and more often. And for me, it trumps One Crazy Summer. Part of it might be also that I'm from Massachusetts and I don't really think the Cape is that fucking great. Like, it's good. <laughs> but it's not like the crown jewel of Massachusetts to me. And uh, I was about to say, as someone who grew up somewhere on the vineyard, One Crazy Summer was like a staple of my childhood. <laughs> I go. actually went. I actually went to uh, an acting school. I, I'm I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Natick originally, um, and I went to an acting school. And one of the girls I went with was the girl in One Crazy Summer who gets slapped in the back in her face. You know, stays <laughs> all messed up. <laughs> That's great. That's so great. I was yeah. always more of a blame it on Rio guy. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's- that's that's cool. I mean, nothing wrong with blaming on Rio. That's a that's a that's a good flick. I mean, and if anybody has anything different to say, they can go pound sand. But <laughs> but, but I mean, for for my for my you know my two dollars, I think <laughs> that Better Off Dead is a superior movie. Where's I could watch it. I could watch it every day mm-hmm. uh, for for the rest of my life. Once a day. I don't mean like on repeat, but you know, every day still. Um, it's Damn. just. It makes it, yeah. It makes me, uh, it it just makes me laugh. Uh, my, I mean, for crying out loud, my, you, you guys might remember this from like back when we all used to partake in like message boards on things like anitcoolnews.com before it was fucking driven into the ground. But my name on Discus was I want my two dollars. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people for years, like, who the fuck is this dude? And I was like, awesome. I don't know, man. What a what a great critic on things, though. I love his commentary. <laughs> that guy's sharp as a tack. Is it you, Brandon? No. <laughs> what? I wish. Oh, if only. I love the scene they did about you and Jay and Silent Bob strike back. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fucking clown shoes. <laughs> you are the fucking clown shoes. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Who's got their uh, characters ready? Because we'll do we'll do the movies and we'll do the other stuff after. But if you don't have characters ready, you know we'll we'll get to you. But who's got? I got a list stuff? I can blow through if you like. Yeah, go go for it. Give you us know me. Characters. I like lists. What 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 are you doing? So, <laughs> I like I, uh, lists. So we're we're talking about the best characters of 2021. I tried to keep it mainly to um, properties that I found in 2021. Um, yeah, that's so, that's the whole the whole premise. The first one I have is uh, from the show Loki, uh, Sylvie. So Sylvie mm. was a really cool character, kind of an interesting take of a variant of Loki. And it's a female variant, but she's not his exact equal in every way. She's she's kind of someone who challenges him, but she's she's dangerous. She's smart. She's um, she's crafty and she can, you know, kind of outthink him in many different ways. So I thought she was a really cool character. That's interesting. I thought you would have picked the alligator. Oh yeah, Croaky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my favorite. So I guess I can't talk about Actually, that. A, that's I a Loki dial. <laughs> it's a Loki dial. Um, another one. I don't know if anybody picked up watching Shadow and Bone, but um, Kaz Brecker, um, kind of the uh, the leader of this gang called the Crows. If anyone had checked that out, it's a Netflix series based on Ooh. some books, the Shadow and Bone series. They're incredibly stylish, kind of like steampunk type things. And he walks around in a bowler with a cane that has like a like a corvid head on it. He's just like so cool, and he's just a really interesting sort of plotting character. I like a lot. So okay. his name's Kaz. Um, next one is uh, Harry Vanderspiegel. If anyone has uh, caught Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk in it, mm. that's a great so, one. Yeah. It's Tudyk. 
Tudyuk? When one dick won't do, you call Alan two dick. <laughs> two dick. Oh, yeah. Who Alan, I didn't Alan. realize until I rewatched it is an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Oh yeah, I mean that makes wow. sense. I mean he's in he's, <laughs> he's in everything. Now. <laughs> he's in everything. I mean yeah, he was he, just he, in Encanto as the voice of a chicken. That was oh, yes, him. Yes, yes. He does watch that last yes. night with my granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. He's, been, he's been involved in, in yeah. doing voice work, uh, particularly for Disney for a while, too. Yeah. I mean, K2SO. Yeah, well, he, I mean, one. he did the voice of King Candy in uh, Wreck It Ralph. King, King Candy was, was a great reference. He really liked Alice the in Wonderland. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do you think you're going, big guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the dude from Mary Poppins who had the tea party on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, like it's literally who they're imitating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forget um, his name though. Not Dick Van Dyke. The, was that no, the guy I, with one wooden leg named Smith? Yes. What was the name of his other what leg? His other leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, kid, but you need to work on your timing. That's good. You wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? Oh, you actually <laughs> hit a man with glasses. That was well played. <laughs> Next yeah, one Resident is. Uh, Eve, oh, hold on, Resident Alien is. Excellent dude. He actually told me to watch this, so this was a recommendation from Brandon to watch. So I'm so glad I'm actually typing this stuff down right now on my phone, so I got it all. Yeah, it's uh Van Dersky. So uh next one. Uh this this was a hit at the beginning of the year that most people seem to have forgotten, but um Mark Grayson from the show Invincible. So if everyone remembers that one, um it started out with a bang, and then everyone seems to have just kind of forgotten because there's no new episodes. But that, that is a great character, a great show, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seasons two and three. I blew through that series. It's so good. I'm trying to get her to watch it, but we also have That's 900 so other things we're trying to watch. I, I um, And then the I think this is the last one that I have uh, from Why the Last Man, Agent oh. 355 who is uh, one of my absolute favorite characters from the series. The actress that they got for this casting is so spot on perfect. The casting on that show is so great. Um, I, I hope it comes back and it gets picked up again. You know, yeah. um, I honestly, know Fox man, who dumped it. It broke my heart when they canceled it, like midway through the first season. I just couldn't bring myself to watch the rest of the season because I don't want to get it to that point where I'm just not going to have any more of that story. Because they, they really did so well, like you said, with the casting. Mm-hmm. But also, they updated it well yeah. from the comic book. The gra- you know the, I mean, it's a comic book series. I don't. I'm not going to mince words and call it like graphic novel. Yeah, I think they, it, didn't it, they have was, 100 was, issues, 90 issues, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And uh, the fact is, like Brian K. Vaughn is an excellent writer, uh, but he had a very he had a very straight white guy point of view on everything. And it's not, not because he did, he wasn't like exclusive, you know, he wasn't trying to, he wasn't offensive, nothing like that. But by having other voices be the ones behind the show to run it and, and bring these stories like into 2021, um, they, they brought up things that I had not really thought much of while reading the comic book series and I feel that the world that they were developing within the live action television series on FX was far richer because of it. And it made me more invested than I was with reading this series over the course of years as it was released. 
Oh yeah. So and, and how fingers crossed. Like Amber Tamblin in this in this and like uh, Diane Lane and oh my um, God. So the the one that plays Hero. I forget her name, but it's like th- this uh, show Olivia is so Olivia Thirlby. Thirlby, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah she's from great. She is excellent in yeah. everything. Was that? In- from Dread. Yeah, she was, oh, in, she Dread. was in Dread. Yeah. yeah. I like that one she was in with uh, Sean William Scott where he was trying to kill himself and she was trying to talk him out of it. Oh, it yeah. Cool um, movie. And it, it, it was like, not a lot of people liked it, but I'm like, I liked it. That I, film. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, what's it's the like, name? It's like, not, this is... not ready to go or something, but. Yeah, I, something like that. It was like uh, pre his, his uh, I think he had like just gone into rehab or something, like right after he did Goon 2 or something. And I'm like, this is a good movie. I didn't know that he went into rehab. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I'm not overly surprised, but so uh, Ollie, Paul, or Adam, do you guys have a character list? I got my list ready. I'll go. Yeah, me. go. I, I I don't really have a character list. Is some that this is all doomed. I have about forty characters on my five characters. Right. So oh hey, like uh, this, real real, <laughs> real quick, real quick. I'm so, I'm sorry. I just hey, uh, opened and saw the comments. Um, Steve said that his girlfriend Sammy said hi. I and, mentioned uh, I just, that to you when she I, said I, it. I, I missed it, and uh, I just got to say, how you doing, Sammy? All right, there <laughs> we go. Let's... All right, Ollie, go. Okay, so my first two, I, I very recently, I've had HBO Max forever, and I, like, really have never opened it for some reason, and recently I've opened it. And uh, my first two, I'm going to say at the same time, because I think that the two shows are very similar. Uh, Richard Hendricks from Silicon Valley and Kendall Roy from Succession which aren't necessarily new shows. I finally just watched them. Uh, and I don't know why I love, I've grown up with my whole family being kind of in like the corporate tech space. And I think that this has just kind of been a funny, like when I was four sitting in the back of my dad's car, having to listen to him on a three hour board meeting phone call. It's like, oh, I can see it from the other angle now too. So I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed those shows. Uh, my awesome. next one, <laughs> my next one, Klaus Hargraves from Umbrella Academy. Nice. Uh, because I Excellent think that he's voice. the most outlandish character. I also love, you're probably going to all hate me. I haven't seen the comic books. Um, I haven't yeah. But I just, oh, okay, good. Don't worry. Um, I think. Oh, no, don't. I, I mean, we did, do hate Pat, so. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's okay, fine. good. The, um, I put Gerard Way once. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like, they did, because he's, you know, he starts out as such an outlandish character, and then kind of into season two, they, like, throw, like, love and war at him, and then it just, like, I feel like he's, like, developmentally wise, like, he's, like, the most egregious character of all time, but he also shows so much growth, and I think that that's, it was kind of a, a such an arc. Uh, when I was two, just watching, sorry to interrupt, but I was just watching, no, no um, there's this old British series that's great cast that's called the red riding trilogy they were like these series of uh of british like um they take place at different time periods he's Mm -hmm. in he's in that like it's it was made about maybe six years ago maybe maybe a little bit longer so he's like a lot younger in it i'm like god who's this guy why does he look so familiar and it's like you know i looked him up and it's like holy crap that's klaus that's Academy. I had really, he's Irish or Scottish. I had no idea yeah. until I started watching like press for it. I was like, oh, he kills yeah. the accent. We were talking about accents earlier. He kills yeah. that. Um, he chews scenery too. Like it's just great to watch him go. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys get chews, to see this. He chews the scenery and everything he does in um, uh, Umbrella Academy, which is oh, yeah. absolutely magnificent to behold because a lot of the other characters, they they are very straightforward. And mm-hmm. like like you were saying, Ollie, I mean, he runs the gamut. He is given a lot to work with 
uh, yeah. full spectrum of, of emotions. Um, you know, rage, love, happiness, hate. I mean, it's it's a lot. I mean, yeah. he started a cult. Destiny's he children. Did start a cult. I love that Accidentally. <laughs> on a on a lark, no less. That's the best part about it. <laughs> For funsies. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that is a great show. Umbrella Academy that really a, surprised me. That is an excellent show. That's actually yeah. fun fact. I, for years and years before I kind of threw myself at film, was planning on being a, uh, like running yachts because I've I forever have like my, we have boats. I've always done that forever. I have my licenses to run big boats, and I was like, oh, that's like a fun job. I'll just like run boats up and down the the coast because people always come fall need their boats up north, brought south, like whatever. Uh, and I watched Umbrella Academy and I got so deep into it that I was like, I'd done film in high school. I'd done all this stuff with film and I just never like considered it as like a career opportunity. And I was like, maybe I should try it. And here I am. Yeah. Turns out that yeah, yacht idea Rachel. was a little dingy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Holly races sailboats. Uh, you got any, uh, anybody it's a schooner. What was that, PJ? Holly, you got anything else on your list? Oh, yeah. So I threw Corella on there because I thought okay. I didn't love a lot of the, the live action remakes Disney's been doing. But I think that that was the most well executed one. And I also love that they didn't just remake 101 Dalmatians. They, they like yes. gave it a backstory, which I thought was very interesting. I and hate then, the fact that they keep trying to humanize terrible, terrible characters and make you feel sorry for them. But I, I think it here's worked, the thing. They pulled here's it the thing. Yeah, here's the thing about Cruella, right? And that was one of the first movies I think I saw in the year. And well, actually, no, it wasn't. I I saw that trailer. That's the one thing about seeing sixty five <laughs> movies is that you see a trailer like over and over again. And I was like, after seeing that trailer about fifteen times and having it memorized, I'm like, all right, I'll fucking see it. You know what I mean? And I I don't like One Hundred One Dalmatians. I've never been a fan of it. It's never been anything. And it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go see this movie. And I really liked it. Like, I liked it a lot. And, and I guess if you think about it, because I look, I, I see the complaints that are lodged against it, exactly what you're talking about, PJ, about, you know, humanizing these despicable characters. But if you sort of take it as, okay, maybe this isn't the one that goes on to be the one in the, you know, like this is an alternate, multiverse. you know, multiverse yeah. version of her. The, the character <laughs> itself and the story itself was really compelling and interesting. And I really liked her character. Like, it's I didn't need her to be you're it was nice to see uh, Kayvon Novak as somebody other than Nandor the Relentless. <laughs> we could be Terry Tibbs. <laughs> Not you. It almost either. also seemed like they were like trying to avoid making her seem like the. They were like she doesn't murder Dalmatians for clothes, and it like it ends off, and you're kind of on like a. High I mean, and then you, you, I mean, I will think say about this. It, it's like, uh, in 101 Dalmatians, she also does not murder Dalmatians for clothes because they stop her. Let's see. That's, That's the key. She wanted to. Yeah, she wanted to. I will say this. I am glad that, that you guys who watched Cruella really enjoyed it. I watched it, and uh, like you liked it, and I I finished it. That's uh, <laughs> all the movies I saw this year. That was one of them. Yes, that was one yeah. of them. This movie is 96 minutes, Brandon Powers says. <laughs> I think I like that better than Last Night in Soho. I know some of you guys watch that, but um, I don't know. We it's kind of similar vibe. Later on. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's, save, I save that thought. I agree with you. So, All right, uh, I have one, one more. Go. What do you okay, got? so I, I got, I think it's actually out already. Yeah, it is. Uh, I got to see the Kingsman pre-release, which is very exciting. Oh, and, oh lucky! Uh, <laughs> 
Rasputin in it is the most. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Reese Eifen when I was watching the movie. Yeah. I'm like, who's playing? It's so Rasputin? absurd. And I've just, yeah. been, I saw it like a month ago and I just can't stop thinking about it. It's, he's hilarious. He's kind of a pedophile. And it's just it's the dancing. It was like just so out of nowhere. And I loved it. Do you know what's interesting Ooh, about the movie? movie? I just I just saw it. Yeah, I just saw it on uh, Tuesday with my son because he's a fan of the of the the franchise. And mm-hmm. um, totally, it's very different from the other two movies. I mean, that's the thing that's really weird because it's still Matthew Vaughn. It's still like the same people doing it, but yeah. totally, it's very different because the other ones feel like almost like Roger Moore James Bond movies. Yeah, and this one is actually kind of a serious movie and more of a war film and it's very not historical, as historical. Yeah, too. Yeah, it was like it was there's really... actually a lot to learn from it. Like none yeah. of it's correct, but it's like oh, it actually all lines up with so that. like a Tarantino historical drama. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> right. But it's it definitely totally very different from the other films but the funny thing is you're talking about Rasputin because I, I really enjoy the character too I actually <laughs> there's this like YouTube like uh, station called Extra Credit I don't know if you've ever seen them they're like these animated things and I actually watched the Rasputin one this one it was like a four part thing on Rasputin just because I was like I want to see how much how close this was to yeah. the actual you know the actual you know historical character so it's kind of interesting it inspired me I to mean, do that that's that's one of the cool things about matthew vaughn too as as a filmmaker is he yeah. always tries to do something different yeah you know it, and i mean you would never peg this guy being the you know it's like this is the director of layer cake you mean mm, the director yeah. of stardust you mean the director of kick-ass yeah like you know and i mean he's he's still one of the ones that i mean just like a week ago he's he's out there like yeah, comic book movies. I've I've done a couple of those. Uh, so when is somebody gonna let me make my fucking Superman movie? <laughs> Why? Why wouldn't somebody let you? I don't know. He's like, a solid yeah. director. He's a solid director. I, I think every yeah. every one of his movies I've like enjoyed. Yeah, he's he he's so he's so good at the storytelling part. Mm-hmm. Like yep. he doesn't forget that. Like he he's good with the visual storytelling aspect. But the characterization and execution of what the characters are going through, like that's that's not the easiest thing to pull off with both sides of it. And mm-hmm. he and his uh, writing partner Jane Goldman, I mean, they just they work together so well, and and I enjoy pretty much all of his output. Like, yeah. and that that's that's saying something for me because. I'm a fucking bitch. Yeah, Pat'll tell you. <laughs> Isn't this part of the Malarverse though? Like the, uh, the Kingsman? Isn't that part of like the Mark Malarverse? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the it's it's, 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 it's pronounced story. Miller. It's it's pronounced Miller. Fucking crazy Scots, I know, but it's pronounced Miller. Tudyik. Tud. There was yeah, Alan Tudyik and Mark Millar. Well, there was a guy that played for the Red Sox named Kevin Millar, who spelled his name that way, M I L L A R. But they also had a guy named yeah, Bill Miller, M U. E L L E R. You're talking about the batting champ of that particular year, right? Welcome to America. Where the syllables and letters don't matter. 2004 World Champion Red Sox. But I digress. Uh, Paul or Adam, do you guys have characters? If not, I'll move on to Ashes. I mean, just like really uh, quickly. I mean, because I was mentioned, I would mention Sylvie too. I like Sylvie from Loki. But also, it's like, you know what? Who gets a bad rap is Hawkeye. <laughs> I mean, like I was just watched the Hawkeye series. I, like, I loved it. It's a good series. I, I was. I really enjoyed the series. I thought, you know, um, what's her name? I've not um, watched the last Haley's, episode yet. Okay, uh, Haley Stanfield. Stanfield was great. I mean, she was like really great. I mean, that was a really fun show, and 
I, I don't understand why every because I I grew up when I was reading comics. Like I always liked the West Coast Avengers, and like Hawkeye was always one of my more favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And I know people like dig a crap on him, and I love how they address that in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I I thought that series did him justice. It was so. excellent. It was excellent. I think so. yeah. Yeah. He's way so more interesting than, than Iron Man different. to me. Absolutely. By the, yeah, by the way, I, I didn't realize this until watching Hawkeye because, like, <laughs> I've only seen Haley Steinfeld in a couple of things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I saw her in Ender's Game. I'm a big fan of the Orson Scott, Scott Cart uh, books. But, um, I know I didn't even remember being in Pitch Perfect because I don't really like the show Steinfeld. Movie. Uh, but here's the thing I never, I didn't realize this. I looked her up to see what else she might have been in. Um, her uncle is fucking body by Jake, Jake Steinfeld. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jerry Steinfeld. Wow. Yeah, like, he had a fucking sitcom, sitcom on in the 80s. <laughs> exactly, the family channel? Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, I remember watching that as a kid, and I'm, like, looking her up. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I turned to my wife, Dara, and I was like, oh, my God, you know that show that Jake Steinfeld used to run? Like, the body by Jake guy? And she was like, no. And I was like, of fucking course you don't. <laughs> oh I'm God. sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. She's three months younger than me, but remembers nothing from the same era that we both grew up in. At yeah, all. that was on before uh, North and South all the time, right? Oh <laughs> on the family God. channel. Yes. I never sorry, watched that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, Maniac her, Mansion, right? Her, her, yeah, Maniac Mansion. We, yeah, we need another podcast for that. Trust me. But, uh, yeah. Her, her, her <laughs> uncle was was body by Jake, Jake Stein, Jake Steinfeld, and her father is also a personal trainer in California. So I'm like, that girl had no choice but to play as many sports as possible growing <laughs> up. Huh? Like, no, I don't want to go to soccer practice today for her. <laughs> But yeah, I just interesting bit of trivia. It kind of blew my mind. I thought we were done with the Steinfelds, but apparently not. Wrong. And she was in True Grit as like an yeah. eight year old. Yeah, know? that's oh, yeah, where see, she really got. That's what put her on the map was True Grit. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, who that. else you got? I don't remember that at all. Yeah. See. No. No. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was the one that was playing opposite of uh, Matt Damon a lot in yeah. uh, in that film. Yeah. Jeff you guys Bridges? are blowing my mind right now. Wait. Really? She was eight back then. That's the thing you have to remember. Put that face. I, I don't. I don't really have any other. Like I, I, a lot of the people I agreed with with you guys were talking about or yeah, like I, I. I was more focused on the movies and the characters. Unfortunately, that's totally fine. Yeah. Adam, same for you. Oh well, you guys totally screwed me on everything because you mentioned almost every character that I liked. It was like, as far as movies go. Okay, for one, let me just let me just say one thing ahead of time. I've been. Elbows and assholes deep in pre-production for the last year. So I don't have a lot of time, but I'd have a little bit of time. And everything you guys said is the only things I got on my bike to watch in the house before I got to work every day. Um, we'll save you and, movies because we're going to do those in a minute. Good. And by the way, I'll, I'll say that most of the television stuff, the reason why I didn't watch a lot is Patsy's fault. Because I've been working on his stuff. Yeah, that's, that's really that's, hard. That's, <laughs> so, oh, dude, just, we can be friends. I love awesome. blaming shit on Pat. That's it's his fault. <laughs> Ashes is super good at it. Oh, she she the best. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm so good. I get jewelry for it. Listen, <laughs> I didn't marry me. <laughs> All right, so what's what's your list? Okay, because so, I have 700 characters on. Mine. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, It'll be a long so, podcast. 
Number five on my list is the Roy family from Succession. I recently started a binge Succession. Um, wait, 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 wait. The Roy family? The Roy family. And Roy Ollie family. said that it was very similar to his growing up. Ollie, you got yourself a lawsuit. <laughs> they changed one Come letter. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Coming for you, HBO. <laughs> Uh, so I recently started binging it. I finished it uh, the way season three ended. I, I just I'm like, you're really going to end it like that on such a cliffhanger. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. But some of the, um, the jargon and stuff goes over my head, the business stuff. I don't really understand, but will you stop looking at my list? Just <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ is on your list. Jesus Christ, where? <laughs> <laughs> but I found the Roy family to be really interesting. So, like I said, the business jargon kind of goes over my head. I have to watch it with Google close by, so I can kind of, you know, look things up to put return myself... on investment. What the hell? Well, That's you know, like, why are you using the translate function? I don't... Well, you know, like the, the difference between like shareholders and all of this other stuff. Like it's 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 they a hold lot. shares. Thank you. I had no idea. Call me um, up. I can explain. I went to business school. I can help you. <laughs> but it's the family dynamic that really gets me. And the way that they're so quick to turn their back on each other, but then get together with each other and become cohorts, remain cohorts when it's co cohorts, when it's in their best interest. Like it's, it's interesting. It's so interesting. And the, um, if you turn it into a drinking game, the amount of times Logan Roy says, fuck off, you would be drunk within like five <laughs> minutes. Which who plays Logan Roy? Uh, Brian Cox. I fucking knew it. All right. That's, yeah. That's so, what I thought he played. Hey, is, is, is that Sarah Snooks in that one, right? Yeah, she is. Uh, she's is, a sister. Is her character named Siobhan? It is. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's my sister's name. So like she's actually she's I find her to be the most interesting character of all of them. Because she's awesome. Because I uh oh, I'm, I'm intrigued oh. by the game that she's playing. Well, I just I, I just mean the actress. That. Sarah Snook is incredible. <laughs> I think because Siobhan also has to play with uh tom it's like a, such an interesting dynamic because she has her own motives but then she also sometimes is like what's in tom's best interest but then just like what's gonna happen it's a great job right sometimes i question if she even likes her husband or was it just mm -hmm. uh a marriage of convenience so to mm. speak are they irish uh, catholic what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh but it, but it's interesting and i want to give too much away but uh ollie we should do a podcast we should talk about these characters sometime patsy hasn't down. seen it but uh we should definitely mm -hmm. we should definitely talk about the roy family because they're interesting uh number four right. on my list is tanya mcquad played by jennifer coolidge from the white lotus <laughs> Uh, I love Jennifer Coolidge. I love everything and anything that she's in for the most part. I think she's fabulous. Tanya McQuad, first of all, The White Lotus was a really interesting show also on HBO. Um, it, I guess it was supposed to be like a miniseries type thing, but they're going to bring it back for a second season. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know how they're going to do it. You know, maybe different characters at this resort, but uh, Tanya McQuad is such an interesting character because of where she was why she was there and her her intentions her motives and uh with this cast of characters in this show 
she's probably the only one that has any type of really redeeming qualities about her. She goes on this carry. She has this character arc that's rather interesting, but it doesn't really hit you um, until you kind of sit with the show and digest it a little bit and realize that what she does at the end of the series uh, may seem really cold. And, you know, obviously she hurts someone's feelings in the in the process, but it's really for her own good. And she realizes that she has these toxic traits and she would have just continued down, you know, this, this, uh, you know, it's bad path. Well, I mean, you know, it's something that she, it's, it's something that she does quite often. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so it's, it's this, what's the word I'm looking for? Why can't I think of words right now? Redeeming quality. No, like when you do some pattern, she's trying to break this pattern and it's, it's fantastic. She's amazing. Uh, Number three on my list is a two for, it is Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet Witch. Mm. And, Agatha Harkness. You did like Agatha. I loved WandaVision so much. I think it's my favorite thing Marvel has ever done. Ooh. And I stand by that. It uh it was so different. It kind yeah. of harkened back to a lot of things that I love about classic television and storytelling and the way that they develop these characters. And I love camp. And this show was just oozing with camp. It made me so incredibly happy. Uh, I I've always thought from day one that Elizabeth Olsen did a fantastic mm. job playing Wanda. But Catherine Hahn as mm. oh, Agnes or Agatha Harkness, I just love her. And I know a lot of people are kind of turned off by the fact that they're doing this show you know, just with Agatha. And I'm here for it. I am yes. so here for it. Sign me up. I am so glad that people are <clears throat> finally on board with how amazing Catherine Hahn is. Uh, because she's been around for a while. She's put out some amazing stuff. She's such a brilliant actor. And like I'm really happy that people are kind of finally catching on. Like, oh hey, she's she's one to She was watch. excellent in uh, Parks and Rec and uh, just uh the goods. Our our, uh, our, friend, our friend Craig from uh, Strong Willed Sports uh, agrees that Wandavision was great. Uh, that should number- be on Disney minus. And just just to throw it out there, because I was just looking, <laughs> uh, in Craig's group. If you're a sports memorabilia person uh, in Craig's group tonight, uh, they they did a, a, an authentic helmet uh, and two jerseys. One of the jerseys was a, a Houston Oilers Earl Campbell. The other. I haven't even seen one of these, and as you can tell behind me, I am very much into sports memorabilia collecting. A Dolphins jersey signed by the entire 1972 undefeated team. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So if you're interested. I'll, I'll pretend that wow. excites me. Yeah, it is Ventura. Wow. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I've been, pra- I've been practicing my Owen Wilson impression for this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. Wow. Now I know not everybody is sports, but people who are, not only can you win some amazing stuff, which I've won some amazing stuff, like that black helmet right there. Uh all the money Raiders helmet, kids. That's not Darth Sidious. No. All the money goes to pediatric pediatric cancer research. So Great. Now you make me feel bad for me. I was gonna say thanks. Thanks for shaming me on 
<laughs> on the interwebs. Oh, I'm going to infuriate you more by by telling you like I like care so less about sports, and I went to school to. the same school as Doug Flutie, and my dad had uh, uh, who was his patients? Uh, um, he had two. Marty Barrett and Steve Lyons were two of my dad's dental patients. My and, brother played catch with Steve Lyons at a at a Red Sox game. And I had Fourth of July with Jim Rice one time. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm, saying. I don't care about like sports. So lost on me. You things. want a TARDIS console? We don't want yeah. to talk to you about sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't. We want to talk to you, you about don't. your Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My mom was responsible for uh, Flutie Pass and Natick. That you know. The native nice. ball in Chopper's world. She was one of the people <laughs> <laughs> responsible for that. <laughs> all right, Ashes, let's get back to your list. That's all uh, I got. So number two on my list is Lady Gaga as Patricia Reggiani in House of Gucci. That was a really I good movie. fucking yeah. love that movie. The whole father-son yeah. House of Gucci. Sign me up. It was camp. I don't know if it was supposed to be camp, but it was. I feel like it was high camp. I don't know if Ridley Scott really does camp but this was just it was perfection i loved it i thought that you know i know that this character is a real person based on a real person but it's not a biopic it's mm. an interpretation of yeah. this person's life and what they did so i know that some people were so like an unauthorized accounting Basically. Right, well, because I mean, it, it, it's based off of a book. It's based off a book that was written about the events that happened. And a lot so of the people are dead. You know, so. you know and it's it's mm. one person's interpretation of what happened, and this film is the interpretation of the interpretation of what happened. So, you know, something they they, were, they weren't going for accuracy; they were going for entertainment. And she was fantastic. She was absolutely fantastic. You know what's amazing? Like I didn't know anything about you know the whole situation. I remember. I remembered. You know. Um, you know, he had been shot, but that she, I forget that she's even a singer. Like that's how good of an actress she is. She really I forget. Is. Yeah, I mean, she mm -hmm. she was she was perfection in that movie. She really was. I mean, I mean, she doesn't get an Oscar nomination for that. I, I'm I'm going to be shocked. And it's actually one of the best performances I've seen this year too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she put a lot of herself into it. She really did her homework. I know some people were kind of harping on her accent. But, she had an accent, yeah. coach. Well, but here's the thing. Great. She wasn't trying to. So uh, Patrizia Reggiani, if you listen to old uh, interviews and stuff with her, it's she's almost like a think of like a Moira Rose. She kind of makes up her own accent. So she's not really like it's not really like an Italian accent. It's like her version of an Italian accent trying to sound really uppity and established and stuff. And sometimes when you speak a certain way for so long, it just kind of sticks. Like an aristocratic Italian accent that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people are like, oh, Lady Gaga doesn't sound Italian. It's like, well, well no, because she was trying to sound like the specific character, but... I digress. Uh, so I do have a couple of honorable mentions on my list. One being Cruella, because I fucking love that movie. And mm -hmm. I thought that Emma Stone did a fabulous job playing Cruella. I thought the whole movie was high fashion. It was campy. It was entertaining. I know I keep using the word campy, but you know what? That really describes my year because that's the only thing that that's has gotten me through that you, that you 2021 mm -hmm. is campy, fun stuff. Uh, and uh, another honorable mention on my list is just a blanket term drag queens again digital drag following all of these queens on instagram local queens we went to queens. a drag show in august we're going we the next week did so you know we did the the drive, drive and, drag. and drag the work the world tour <laughs> was 
the RuPaul girls. Um, you know, we've Which had was fucking amazing. We've had this past year, you know, a new season of Drag Race. We've had a new season of All Stars. UK Drag Race. We have race. a new season. I mean, Drag has completely, well, Drag Race specifically has completely taken over the world. We also had a new season of the Boulay Brothers, Dragula. It's just fantastic. And it's really been very entertaining. And they got a cartoon this year, right? What's that? Didn't they get a cartoon this year? They did a podcast. Um, so On I don't Netflix, know if it, they I don't had a cartoon series. Year, um, I don't know if it was this year or last year, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The Drag Tots. Yeah, it was uh, superheroes or something. Oh, like the drag oh, that was the, the Muppet Netflix Babies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then number one on my list, kind of piggybacking off the drag queen thing, is the Belay Brothers. I absolutely love the Belay Brothers. If you have not watched Dragula, it's on Shudder. Uh, the fourth season just wrapped up, and I believe in February, uh, Shudder will have seasons one two and three as well they're kind mm -hmm. of all over the place right now but everything will be um everything dragula related anyways will be on shutter in february i have been binging their podcast creatures of the night it has been uh, so good their their take on are... the thing where they start talking about like how it's like a metaphor for hiv oh yeah yeah like that that's, they have a really interesting take on things. Uh, the Boulay brothers started out as club performers. They are kind of uh, the end of the club kids from the they 90s. They wouldn't seem out of place in Party Monster. Correct. I was just going to say, club kids? I think you mean Party Monsters. No, they're called club kids. I, I, it was, I was making a reference to the thing yeah, that Pat out, out said. No. That's all. That's all. Um. <laughs> You know, speaking of like campy fun, if you haven't seen, I'm sure you've seen it, especially if you're a horror fan, if you're watching Shudder, but Malignant is definitely the, you know, camp, you know, camp movie of the year. If you haven't yes. seen that yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is Boulay spelled B-O-U-L-A-Y? E-T. Oh, it's E-T? Okay. Like Robert Goulet, Ouch. it sounds like. Or oh, as in Robert Goulet. Bobby Goulet. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, kid. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. <laughs> it's a down home Cajun Christmas with Robert Goulet. <laughs> yes, right before, right before uh, the night the reindeer died. So you been a, a real good of, boy. Uh, we have a couple of uh, before I get to my list. Before uh, we have a couple of people who uh, one person sent in a uh, a voicemail. It's our good friend Alex Devincenzo. Um, uh, apparently sent in a video. Oh my! Uh, I mean, I have to download it first. Oh, um, at least you were prepared. Well, I didn't realize it was a, a video. <laughs> but I did, while I'm in waiting, fairness to that, me, I didn't look at this at all until right now. I've got so a time. Almost filter. seems I had, like I had the email it, pulled up. It falls right into that whole being prepared thing I mentioned. But fortunately, I have one pulled up from. Uh, Somebody in your house, Brandon. Ah, Argo, uh, yes. Argo, yes. Argo sent he us. He figured out uh, how to use the keyboard and spell. It says, uh, rough, rough, rough. <laughs> woof. Food? Uh, Food? From your, uh, your special lady friend, Dara. Uh, she says, my top five characters are uh, Villanelle from Killing Eve, mm. Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls, Oh, we watched that for the first time this year at Justin's suggestion. Absolutely incredible. I'm a huge 
Twin Peaks fan and I like cartoons. And uh and we're well, wonderful blending of the two. Wonderful. Uh, the tenth Doctor David Tennant from Doctor yes. Who. Uh, I know that I don't see like Tom Baker though. Yeah. Something you approve of, Paul? Yeah. Roy this is, he's my doctor though. Yeah. Roy Kent <laughs> from me. Ted Lasso. Great choice. And mm. She did send a correction for this one. She said Harley <laughs> Quinn from Suicide Squad, and then sent a follow-up email. Sorry, I meant the Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she had said to me, she's like, "Oh, I sent them, I sent them my list of characters," and I was like, "Okay," and she ran it down, and I was like, "Hold on, wait, did you in your email did you say Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad or?" the suicide squad <laughs> because there's a big difference and you there know is. it and she was just like i have to send them another email real quick <laughs> she uh she typed back miller <laughs> so we did uh we do we do have uh alex's uh uh video here so let's uh let's see what he's got hey guys alex from broke horror fan here I'm it's not a video top five horror characters to make it a little easier uh, number five, Candyman from the movie of the same name. I love the original movie, but neither of the previous sequels lived up to it. So I was really pleased with Nia Costa's take on the material. It expands the mythology of the Candyman character in really interesting ways. And without giving too much away for anyone who hasn't seen it, Me. a few different people embody Candyman throughout the movie. And all of them are really fantastic. Like Willy Wonka. At number four, Finn Wheeler from Werewolves Within. I think Sam Richardson, who plays Finn, is just one of the funniest people on the planet. He Most loves the show Detroiters. Deep. He also starred in the criminally underrated Detroiters. <laughs> and this year he was also in the Tomorrow War. And he was cast in Hocus Pocus too. Can't wait to see what he does with that. But he stars in this werewolf murder mystery as he's a forest Hocus ranger who's new to this quaint town. And his comedic timing and charming naivete are just impeccable. And number three, Chucky, the Child's Play franchise, is so interesting because it's going on seven movies and now a TV series. And it still follows the same canon, even though there was a remake in the middle. Thanks to the creative force of Don Mancini, who's written all of them and directed several. The new show is on par with the movies in that it takes Chucky in a new direction without sacrificing his roots. It mixes new and old characters, both of which are really compelling. And Chucky, as always, holds it all together with Brad Dourif doing the voice. At number two, Greg from Psycho Goreman. No movie okay. entertained me this year more than Psycho Goreman. It's like if the Monster Squad teamed up with a Cenobite to destroy a bunch of Power Rangers villains. The practical effects are great, and the characters are genuinely funny. And it was tempting to go with PG himself for my character pick, but the one who makes me laugh the most is Adam Brooks as Greg, who's the dad of the family. <laughs> yes. He's part of director. He, he and I lost a shit about that. So he's also a filmmaker in his own right, but his deadpan delivery in this movie is flawless. I was lucky enough to release it on VHS as part of the Broke Horror Fan Presents line. I have it. So I got to watch totally. it a lot, and he made me laugh every single time. And for number one, Midnight Mass is my favorite horror thing. Yes. Any media content, yes. whatever you want to call it, of the year. So it had to be my number one here. But I wasn't sure which character to go with at first because it's such a great ensemble. I almost went with Hamish Linklater, who delivers an incredible performance as the priest, but I have to go with Rahul Cowley as Sheriff Hassan. He was really good in The Haunting of Bly Manor, but he's incredible in Midnight Mass. Uh, a lot of it comes from Mike Flanagan's writing. Every episode has at least one amazing monologue, and he just nails them every single time. And I actually learned a little bit about the Muslim faith from the character as well, so it was informative as well as compelling. Uh, that does it for me. Thank you, and have a happy new year. Great list. That's my boy right there. Yeah, Midnight Alex Mass. Is, 
I will say it's funny that he talked about learning about the Muslim faith from one of his characters because one of my characters is also uh, has a similar impact. But we have one more. Um, but I don't know what list this is because it just says Toy Vault 2. So <laughs> I'm hoping this is from our buddy Dynamo Mars. Yeah, so I never hoping... knew exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Uh, I'm guessing it's a top five characters, but we'll find out momentarily. Top five sexual positions. I mean, you know. Wait, this is Troy McClure. That's like on top of and beneath. Like, what else is there? You may remember me from Driver's Education. There's five fucking uh, I can't really hear <laughs> Go into the light, Carrie. <laughs> Go I into the light. Uh, yeah. He really likes. I can't hear that noise. <laughs> what was that? I'm gonna. Oh, you have somebody else? Yeah. So we got a couple of comments. Oh, let's, on let's go with those before I do medias. So Coffin Joe said his number one is Lucifer from the show. His number two is John Constantine from the Hellblazer comics. His number three is Lobo from the comics. His number four is Venom from the uh, Let There Be Carnage mm. film. His number five is Spider-Man from No Way Home. Okay. Which, which Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> hyphen so, or no hyphen? And Amazing or not. I think I'm going to say we have, we have one, one or two more. Hold on, we're gonna we're looking now. Different places. Yeah, because it's all over the place. YouTube, I was Twitter. I mentioned Werewolves Within uh, as one of my favorite movies. It was on like the top ten list for this. I'm so glad that Alex said something about it because it's really funny. Well, yeah, it, it's it's a blast too. Um, Alex and I, he's one of my best friends on the face of the planet. Um, and he's a very talented filmmaker. On top of mm -hmm. uh, the fact that he he runs BrokeHorrorFan.com. Uh, and I had just the year before Psycho Gorman came out, uh, every time we have a birthday in, in like my close group of friends, like, I mean, proc like vicinity, close group of friends, uh, where we get together at, um, my friend TJ and Michael's place. They have like a home theater and whoever the birthday boy is, they get to pick like the movie or a couple of movies that we're going to watch that night. And, uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a real geeky kind of thing. And, um, this particular year, I decided to throw on the movie The Giver because <laughs> I knew that Alex had never seen. Alex is seven years younger than me, so like he didn't grow up with the same things I did. Hmm. And uh, I explained to him like, "Listen, the it looks good for the most part, but like it's not a great movie. Um, the second movie has a lot more to it. Like you know, it has a lot more substance." But man, when I was like almost 13, I saw this movie for the first time in the middle of the day on Cinemax and I, it blew my <laughs> fucking mind. I got to go to special screenings in that because I knew like Steve Wang and I knew oh, that, dude, that yeah. group and Scream at George and all I would, those. Like, I would have lost my shit. I would have yeah. lost it. Like the, I, I was obsessed with that movie yeah. and uh, I showed it to him. And by the end of it, he was like, I totally get why you love this as a kid. Like it's a lot of fun and I really want to see the sequel now. Well, the next year, like Psycho Gorman came out and he was like, this is basically like 
this yeah. guy was inspired by the Giver. And I was like, really? No. He was like, yeah, no shit. Like he loved the Giver and wanted to make his own kind of thing. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. I watched it and I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, I give it, I give it like a 9.5 out of 10. The only reason it lose ha- loses half of a point for me is, uh, and I, I'm sorry to say it. Too few but, hunky boys. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely too few, but uh, honestly, the, 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 daughter the sister she yes grates on me something mm. fierce like i get yeah. making a character like unlikable like for a certain point like to make a point but like she just like it i don't know if it was how it was written if she was directed in a certain way but i could not fucking tolerate her on screen after the first like 15 minutes of that i, I gotta i gotta agree with you like that i i was very excited to watch that movie because it's totally up my alley and i found her character really grating it was like, hard really yeah it, it, it like, harmed them it harmed my enjoyment of the movie but yeah, otherwise yeah. but that's the thing is like it for me it speaks to how much i enjoyed the rest of the movie mm. for how little i knock off for that performance yeah uh, especially because like alex had said uh, the guy who plays the father, he is a fucking riot. He is yeah. so dry <laughs> and deadpan in his delivery. It delights me. Like, it warms the cockles of where my heart should be. And Stuart Wellington's in it. So, a big Stuart Wellington is. fan from uh, the Flop House. No, no, no fans mm. of the Flop House. It's a I bad know movie that podcast. name, though. <laughs> no, sorry, man. You you might have said that name before. That might be why I know it. But sorry, man. Yeah, they do. A, they do a, a podcast, and um, there's a couple guys that were writing for like MST3K and um, uh, hmm. the Daily Show and all that. They they do it. He owns a bar called the Hinterlands in in New York City. That's pretty yeah, good, cool, um, man. He's he's in the film too. So and I, I'm pissed because I bought it and I have yet to watch it. And oh, I'm just, dude, I'm kicking myself right now. Do it. Yeah, watch oh, it, man. You will not regret it. Well, we have another list from uh, I'm surprised she's not uh, in the live chat right now because she usually is. But she does have uh, 31 kids or so. four. You know, oh, hi. I know who you're talking. <laughs> 34 kids. My God. Or four. Yeah. <laughs> so our, our good friend Colleen has sent us a list with an explanation for each. So what do you got? So she says top five characters of the year. Number five, the Mitchells family from the Mitchells versus the Machines. Truly a family you can relate to and love. Each one of these characters was lively and independently original to their own specific character, even though in their best moments, they came together as a functional family unit. Unit, that's a word. Union unit. Uh, (laughs) Number four, Bluey's family from the show Bluey on Disney+. Plus. They are a pretty accurate portrayal of a modern family in cartoon dog form. The kids follow the parents into the bathroom. The kids constantly make messes while eating. The dad sneaks. The dad sneak eats food out of a container in front of the fridge. There are always toys (laughs) on the floor somewhere and laundry piled and they still have a fun time together as a family. It's rare to see anything but tempered perfection in a child's cartoon. But this second to only the fever dream that is the secret world of Gumball, which is the greatest (laughs) cartoon family of all time and a hidden gem of an exceptional show truly shows how a normal 
family functions on a day-to-day basis and their characters and adventures are truly heartwarming. Number three is Arisu from Alice in Borderland. Unlike Squid Game, where the main character is a selfish and self-centered person, we have a main character full of compassion and empathy and love who was put through a similarly cruel series of games and must win to survive. The hell he endures emotionally and physically is second to none, and yet he doesn't waver in his convictions. They are just tempered and made even more fixed as he risks himself to ensure the survival of as many people as he can. He is ridiculously intelligent and wields his wits as a weapon without arrogance. He is brave and emotionally wears his heart on his sleeve, which is a, which is definitely a detriment to him throughout the show, but he never really changes that about himself and instead remains true to who he is, a truly awesome character whose growth is worth watching in an addictive show. Number two is Phoebe Callie and Mr. Gruberson from the Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> The writing and acting was spot on for the mother-daughter interactions of Phoebe and Callie. So much of my daughter and I, so much, yeah, so much so my daughter and I could not stop laughing and pointing at the big screen as we watched because we had, we'd had had some of the same interactions ourselves. It is a next level movie experience when you see yourself depicted on the big screen. And that left my daughter, Laurelyn and I, glowing long after the film ended they are incredibly well filled out characters with exceptional dialogue and real appropriate emotions as for mr gruberson he is basically paul rudd as a science teacher and who couldn't ask for more there and agreed he didn't get sexiest man of the year by accident he could give me detention any day (laughs) same uh and number one katie from shang chi and the legend of the ten rings we all could use a friend like Katie or are, or are that friend. She is witty and fearless and brings out the best in Sean while also sometimes being that wild chaotic influence he needs. She is by far the strongest female character of the year while screaming out and joking about her own how sarcastic self-doubts. She buckles down and saves the day in tandem with her male counterpart and is effortlessly modern and progressive while just being perfectly herself. I love her. And she killed it in those pants. She did. So I'm going to go with with my top five because that was a solid list. So my top five has uh, some depth to it. Uh, So for my top five, I went with uh, a video game that I was very much anticipating after the the Sony announcement last year, Resident Evil Village. Uh, And I just went with like basically the whole cast, Mother Miranda, Carl Heisenberg, Salvatore Moreau. Donna Beneviento and Angie uh, Alcina Dimitrescu, who has been the subject of a lot of different types of mods uh, and cosplays throughout the uh, the year, and uh, protagonist Ethan Hunt, because while he was a character that we were introduced to in Resident Evil Biohazard or Seven, uh, you. Yeah, I don't know why I said Ethan Hunt. I'm, yeah, yeah Mission Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible. I've never seen it, and I don't know why I picked it. Wow. Uh, yeah, Ethan Winters. Uh, we had seen him a little bit uh, as the protagonist and the playable character from Resident Evil Seven, but you really see more and find out who he is and like the what drives him in uh, Resident Evil Village. 
Okay, can uh, you see this picture? I don't know if you can see that. Uh, it's the people you're talking about in puppet form. <laughs> That's rad. We did see somebody at uh, Monster Expo dressed as uh, Lady Dimitrescu. Um, which Seven feet I, tall? Yeah, like, <laughs> they had to duck through the doorway and everything. Like they were wearing like these weird riser platform things. I will say. It infuriates me that people cannot say her name correctly when she herself says it in the game multiple times. Everyone's like, well, yeah, in fairness to someone like myself, I've never played the game, so. Oh, and uh, Steven from Super Retro says, tons of Lady Dumatrask memes this year, a plenty in good, bad, and not suitable for work form. <laughs> that is true. He sent uh, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> for number four, Rick uh, killed it, guy. <laughs> uh, Ollie might recognize these names. Uh, I'm going to go with Elian Wyatt from The Woundwood, played by Lucy Walters and uh, Hudson West, which hopefully, again, we'll see uh, this coming October. But getting to be on set and seeing a lot of the stuff they did, I haven't read the whole script because I don't want to know everything that happens. I still want to be surprised by certain things even though I, again, was on set most of the time, um, I thought they both absolutely killed it in the different roles that they had to play and the different things that they had to do. Um, and on top of that, they're both fantastic humans. So. Oh, yeah. I just got, uh, I just got the West's Christmas card. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> texted with, uh, with, with Donna over yeah. uh, Christmas. Yeah. Um, my number three characters are from the Weirverse. I don't know if that's a thing, but anybody who's familiar with Andy Weir, the writer of The Martian, mm. if you've read The Martian, it's phenomenally written. The science is amazing, but he presents it in a way that is easily understandable. So, like, two of the books I read this year were uh, Artemis and Project Hail Mary, and he presents this extremely advanced science like not just astrophysics but like economics and uh ecology like there's so environmentalism like there's so many different things virology does he explain shareholders i'm a big fan of callback jokes so. <laughs> uh, and Awesome. One of the first characters, like I mentioned, was uh, this character Jasmine Bashara called Jazz uh, from Artemis, which is all takes place on uh, one of the bases on the moon where they mine helium three. Which, if you've seen the movie Moon with Sam Rockwell, yes. is the same thing that they were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, Never heard of it, but Stop it involves it. this whole like. But my clone loves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smuggling ring like uh, it's it's phenomenally well written but it also has a lot of science that goes with it and she is one of the best characters and again you learn a lot about the muslim faith from it because of the falling out she had with her dad um like wow. it's very it's very interesting and i can't recommend the books highly enough uh the second two characters are ryland grace and rocky from project hail mary project hail mary is about um this bacteria that is found um, 
traveling back and forth between the sun and Venus. And essentially what it is doing is uh, siphoning the energy from the sun. And if there's not a way to find to stop this from happening, Earth is pretty much done for. And this is the story of Ryland Grace, who wakes up with amnesia, has no idea why he's in space or that he's in space to begin with. So there's a lot of this is what's happening in the present. And this is the problem that he's facing. Here's the flashback to how they got to this point. Rocky is the character as he's he approaches his destination and he looks out onto, uh, you know, he can see his viewport there, but he's also got a screen. There's an object that's out there. There is an alien ship. And he is able to communicate with this alien creature who only speaks in music notes. Oh, wow. It's, it's like Kurt Vonnegut with aliens. It's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant. It is such a good read. It is so well done. Like all the science, again, is explained like. What's that called? called Hail Mary. It's called Hail Project Mary. Hail Mary. Project Hail Mary. Project Hail Mary. Yeah, by Andy Weir. Like this is a, a book, is the book series or no, it's just one book. Oh, okay. Oh. If you enjoyed the Martian, either the book or the film, you will enjoy both of these ornaments and Project Hail Mary. They're huh? fucking amazing. That sounds great, actually. Like it does sound like Kurt Vonnegut to me, and I, which I I like. Well, I mean, so. it's yeah. funny you say like, oh, it's Vonnegut like Kurt then. Vonnegut with aliens. I'm like, yeah, Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I've read that book. I uh, in space <laughs> when in I was when, uh, when I was working on Salvation, I was uh, a, a van driver. So for nine hours a day, I wasn't doing anything. So sitting in my van. I could read and I blew through both of these books. It took me a day each. And they're like, I think Artemis is like 300 and Project Hail Mary is like 450. Like they're amazing. Like I can't recommend them highly enough. Uh, so number two is actually a tie. Uh, Cause I have an honorable mention. Cause I went with animated characters. Uh, the honorable mention is Ron from Ron's Gone Wrong. If you haven't seen it, it's on both HBO Max and Disney. I don't know how that works, but it's on both. And he's voiced by Zach Galifianakis, and he's a little malfunctioning like robot that's like a if a robot was a PDA, like all his friends have them, but he got like one that was defective that fell off the truck because that's what his dad could afford. His Didn't dad watched this like last week. Yeah. Wow, like it's that ago. good, huh? I yeah. gotta see this. I watched uh, it last Yeah, I'm really interested in that movie. I We both highly recommend it. I watched it, and uh, I say caveat emptor. Um, <laughs> I, I would also... I, did, I, I felt it was like a half hour too long. But I did think the character of Ron was awesome. Like, he was hysterical. Yes. He uh, was I will also say Olivia Coleman as, like, the Eastern European grandma fucking perfect my god dude <laughs> that she was really good too and that's yep. two movies that we've now mentioned that have to do with like technology being you know to the point saturating to the point where it's really taken over people's lives obviously mitchell's versus the machines and ron's gone wrong with the way those pdas work 
honestly, um, Olivia Coleman did voices in each one of them. Yeah, when we planned that out when we were watching it, but honestly, that move like Ron's Gone Wrong to me was a combination of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two and Mitchell's versus the Machines. Oh wow, okay, that is one of the best uh, jokes ever. The Cloudy, the there's a leak on the boat. Ah! Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean. I, I felt it was actually kind of like cloudy with with a chance of meatballs, but with like the social network, that's how that's how I viewed it. Yeah, with like the whole um, yeah. like the 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 um, the headquarters and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... it was very similar. They borrowed a lot from yeah, the, and the, from and the, the guy who created everything was named Mark, and I was like, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, so sounds, sounds like Silicon Valley t- as well. Oh, you know, kind of yeah. tying back to what a lot of commentary did. for sure. So that's my my honorable mention for my second spot. My first spot is Benny from Benny Loves You. Ta-da! If you have not seen Benny Loves You, it's a 2019 British horror comedy. Hmm. It's fucking amazing, and like the guy's describing this little, uh, like he calls it a teddy because it's British. So like this little stuffed animal that comes to life and he's like trying to explain it to his like girlfriend and he's like, it can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. And it absolutely will not stop until you are dead. And I'm like, (laughs) that's fucking great. Uh, I love any Terminator reference, but I will say, uh, and I recently rewatched all the Terminator films. Um, all of them? All of them? All of them. <laughs> all I am seven. so sorry. Yeah, my God. Uh, Nick Stahl is thanking you. <laughs> but I will say, one of the most underrated one-liners in the entire franchise is when he's talking to, um, he's in the gun shop and he's asking for all the different guns and he's loading the shotgun. And the guy's like, hey, you can't do that wrong and blows him away like no one ever brings that one up but it's probably my favorite wrong so the pants dead i have uh three honorable mentions before i go to my number one spot and, and i actually might have to go soon just because i That's told totally my son fine. i'll only be on for 20 minutes it's now i think an hour and 45 minutes i have to cook dinner so well we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna you're already on the prize wheel so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about the prizes right after I do my my top one. So my number one, I'm sorry, my honorable mentions are uh, Randor Belmorn from uh, Steve Van Samson's Mark of the Witchworm. Super complicated character, many layered. I really enjoyed him. Uh, Divine, the uh, drag queen. Great freaking episode of Throwdown Thursday. Too. Thank you. And Richard Thorncroft, played by the incomparable Julian Barrett in the movie Mindhorn. If you like the Mighty Boosh, you will like this movie. What if you well, like the Great British British really have much to do with the other? No, but it has several of the actors uh, and. Uh, but the and- humor is. Cool. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What was the name I know of what you're again? talking. Mindhorn. Mind I know what you're talking about. Oh, is, yeah, that's good. It's like a yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's oh great. Like I know a, exactly uh, what you're talking about. It's almost like a parody of uh, like he he's this guy who played like a parody of like the six million dollar man, but he was also like a detective. <laughs> And so there are real crimes happening, and like somebody's like, "Oh, I ha- I know what's going on, but I'll only talk to Mindhorn," and like he's washed up and divorced, and like his former co-star is now banging his wife. Like, 
And this is a movie? Yes. Awesome. Netflix. Uh, By the way, can I just mention something before you get to your life? Um, just something to watch on Netflix, which I just finished binge watching with my son last night. There's this thing that's with uh, um, Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live called oh, yeah. Saturday Morning yep. All Star Hits. Have you guys seen this thing yet? No. I'm trying to get him on my show, actually. Yeah. It is amazing. It, it is like a parody of old, like, of like late 80s, early 90s cartoon shows. But it just goes, it, it, and it has an overarching arc over the course of the episodes that it, it's so, and, and Cal Mooney plays multiple characters, multiple brothers, like uh, like twins, like sets of twins. That's it amazing. is so incredible. And they have like fake commercials, fake news channels. They make fun of like 2020 or like, I mean, it is it, every episode is different, making fun of like I different think Paul things. Paul Rudd's it's, in it, yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd is one of the yep. voices in it. It is so incredibly well done, and it's hilarious. It, it, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's called Saturday Morning All Star Hits. If you like stuff like that, just random. It's like totally my type of humor, yeah. completely random and hilarious. So sorry, right. no, that's okay. Um, so for my honor, I do have honorable mention for this one. Um, as some of you know, I've been doing a uh, a podcast called The East Meets the West, where we pair a Shaw Brothers kung fu film with a spaghetti western. Actually, won uh, an award last year or, or this year in August. I had um, heard that. Yes, um, <laughs> and I've been watching a lot of spaghetti westerns and a lot of Shaw Brothers movies. And this year, one of the movies I saw, uh, actually, several of the movies I saw, starred. Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer, who, if you're not familiar with Bud Spencer, he almost got the role of Bluto in the Popeye movie with Robin Williams because he looks so much like him. And in every single movie he's in, he does several signature moves. One is, you know, because he's a big dude, bopping somebody on the top of the head to knock him out. A bunch of guys pig pile on him and he throws them all off. You know, picks somebody up and heaves them through a window because that's a spaghetti western and that's he's a big guy. So he yeah. has to do that in every single movie he's in. When you pair him with Terrence Hill, who is like fast as a liquid snake, like this dude <laughs> on the draw, he is amazing. So the two of the, like in a couple of movies, they play brothers in a couple of movies. They're just partners. Like there's one movie where they're like, oh, we're going to rob these guys. And they, they go to rob this carriage. And like, instead of robbing them, they help fix the wagon wheel and like give the kid money, give them money to take their infant son to see a doctor. And it's like, it's so wild. So my honorable mention is anything with those two guys in it. Do you, like, do you know there's a new Blu-ray box set of the Shaw Brothers? Like, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, it's it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, everything's on the fucking list. I know. So my my number one is a character from a movie who didn't play himself in the remake. I'm doing air quotes if you're just listening to this. Uh, Franco Nero. For our listeners. Franco Nero's Django from the movie. Django. So there are 46-ish Django movies, but only two that are canonically connected. Jesus Christ. People took the rest the are all unchanged. It was so good. Like 
tell me if this sounds familiar at all to you. First of all, the theme song is the same theme song used in Django Unchained. But he's traveling and he is dragging with him a coffin. And he gets accosted by this group of guys and he kicks open the coffin and it's full of fucking guns and he massacres the entire group. <laughs> sounds like a fun romp for the whole family. Well, it's Desperado. <laughs> no, it's, that sounds awesome. It, it's it's so good. And Franco Nero is actually in Django Unchained because what they did with all the sequels was they would just slightly change the spelling, like take the D off and just call it. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Um, he's the you can guy do that 42 different ways. Yeah. <laughs> like Django returns, Django rides again, Django two electric boogaloo. Right? I remember Rango with a, with I mean, a silent Q. <laughs> yes. Django with a silent Q. Django with a T at the end. It's French. Django's Revenge with Robert (laughs) so he's the guy at the bar in Django Unchained when he's talking to uh, Jamie Foxx Jamie Foxx says he's like well what's your name he's like Django the D is silent that's fucking Franco Nero who is apparently in talks to do a third Django movie 43rd? Yeah. <laughs> the real third. But waka, that's, waka, waka. That's my list of... Uh, so we've been going almost two hours. I want to let people know what we're doing for prizes because we, we kind of should wrap this up soon because it's mm-hmm. we've been going for a while. So for prizes, for anybody who participated, right now we've got 13 people on the list. Although uh, Stephen, because it is his birthday and it's my fucking show... Uh, we added him an extra spot on the prize wheel nice. because it's his birthday and it's our fucking show. People so, should check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews, too. That's they absolutely great, great should. Show. Yes, absolutely. So we have we have three prizes. I like these odds. One prize, <laughs> one prize is this fancy Star Wars keychain, but it also comes with a very rare Gecko the Bounty Hunter. Pog? Uh, no challenge coin. It's a slammer. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh. So, for those of you who don't know, Gecko the Bounty Hunter was from The Mandalorian, played by our good friend Dominic Pace. Man, he's prize, having a good year, too, huh? Yes. The next prize is Prince Adam Ooh, and wow. a sky sled. Come on, not the keychain. Come on, not the keychain. <laughs> I said, hey. What we're going to do is winner's yeah. choice. We're going to spin the wheel three times, and whoever gets picked first gets to choose what they want. Ooh. So Come on, pick first. <laughs> and, and the sky sled. So Is he emasculated in that set? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, he has a magenta sword. Whoa, that's, <laughs> that's a bulge and a half. An <laughs> I heard he stuffs his cod piece. And the last prize, which I, I know you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> I know a couple people are very, very excited for this. This is the NECA figure from the thing. Oh outpost. Oh my god. RJ McCready with oh, two on. two extra faces, some guns, some extra oh hands. Does he come with a bottle amazing. of booze? Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, Fantastic. that is amazing. Oh my I'm god! I'm waiting for the Wilford Brimley. 
it comes with Watch. diabetes. It comes it with does. a bottle yeah. of diabetes. Yeah. Watch the Oddly enough, it uh, doesn't come with a mustache. But... My wife said I should check my blood sugar because it was low. I got so mad I hit her. <laughs> no, I, I remember because we were out of five years cream. ago. So who the hell did I hit? <laughs> That's the one place that I got in with my shirt off. We, so we got in trouble with YouTube. When are you for, spinning uh, that wheel? Quickly, we're gonna quickly, without you know, huge long explanations, we're gonna go quickly through our top five films of 2020. We're gonna go in order of how you joined today. So we're gonna start Ollie, because you also haven't said anything for a while. <laughs> Just sitting here. All right, there's no order here. Uh French dispatch. Great movie. Love us, Anderson. Licorice Pizza. Just saw it like two days ago. That was a good yeah. one. Similar vibe to like the Call Me By Your Name. Kind of a little bit of a creepy like, anything. is Pedophilia was okay in the 70s kind of thing. Um, <laughs> the King's Man. No Time to Die. I think that was a great way to end, uh, end Daniel Craig's tenure as a Bond and House of Gucci because I love Gucci and that was a great film. Nice. Cool. Good list. All right, I'm going to go with uh, some movies. I'm going to leave off the big blockbusters, Spider-Man and Ghostbusters, because those are givens, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Dune, because I think Dune was a really good version, and uh, it was probably the one movie that I was like, really, really excited to see on um, HBO Max. Um, I'm going to go with Pig, Nicolas Cage in the movie Pig. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yep. Yeah. I, fr- I walk around the house now going, where's my pig? You, know? <laughs> you sound like <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Exactly, yeah. you a great big fat pig. Have you seen the trailer to his new movie where he yes. plays himself? It looks Absolutely. Amazing. I think Pat sent it to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it looks amazing. Speaking of which, another Nicolas Cage film, Willy's Wonderland, also came out. Oh, this good year. one. Great Technically, good it came out. I didn't like it. No, I, like I, I liked it, but my kids are really into Five Nights at Freddy's. So, oh, to damn. us, it was like, oh, this is just too cool. So, um, I liked this movie, animated film this year from Shudder, Spine of Night. I don't know if anyone had seen that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that that was really great. Um, it's it's rotoscoped. It's it's along really? the lines of like uh, Ralph Bakshi in the old Lord of the Rings. Fire and Ice. Wow. Fire and Ice. Yep. Spine and, of Night is called? Spine, Spine of Night, yeah. Right, and it has Lucy Lawless in it as the title character. Huh. Um, She's Richard, the Spine. Wait, Richard, what's his night? name? I forget the guy. He played the old Loki. Um, but he, he's in it. Oh, Richard um, E. Grant. Richard yes, Grant. Richard E. Grant and From Star uh, Wars. Joe, Joe Maginello is in it. You know, it's wow. uh, it's really really good. Um, it is not to be watched around children. I will just say that. So uh, Pat Oswalt's in it too. Maybe with uh, that attitude. Uh, and I, I've got uh, the Suicide Squad, which I liked. I thought that was a really good movie. Uh, really fun to watch, and such a departure from the other one. And uh, the last one I'm going to go with uh, would be Shang Chi. Because uh, I think it's a fun film, and uh, I watched it with the whole family, and everybody enjoyed it. I believe his name is Sean Sean Chi. <laughs> yeah, my daughter yeah, like, told me that. Anyway, my daughter said the same thing yesterday. I'm like, all right, got it. You know what we're talking about, <laughs> Rob? How? What do we got? Uh, all right, let's see here. Let me pull my list over. Um, I actually, I, tried... I whip this out. Excuse <laughs> me, whip this out. Excellent. So, yeah, uh, I stayed away from from blockbusters like the given big old uh, titles, uh, but in no real particular order. I didn't I didn't go that far. Uh, I went with Psycho Goreman. Absolutely love that movie. Um, tick, tick, boom uh, on uh, Netflix. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. 
Yeah, about the creator of uh, of Rent, uh, mm-hmm. played by Andrew Garfield. Uh, I I really enjoy Andrew Garfield as a performer. He um, hates I, Mondays, but loves I, lasagna. I, I first I first took notice of him in uh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Yes. Uh, so like I've been a, a fan of his movie. for yeah it is I've been a fan of his for a while like long before Spider Man. Um, then uh, Dune. I, I really enjoyed. I'm not someone. I am a big David Lynch like Twin Peaks fan, but I am not someone who is well versed in his Dune from the '80s. Uh, so I had nothing to really compare it to in that sense. He even uh, hates that. I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm glad to see that they are going to uh, continue it with yeah. the, the sequel or the second part. Um, nobody starring yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. I really, Great. really yeah. enjoyed that flick. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you could tell straight away yeah. that it was done by the same people who did John Wick and there was no, I had no problem with that. Um, I will give them credit for the, I'm not spoiling nobody for anybody at this point. Right. I mean, we, no, wait, we've seen, you're not screwing anybody for nobody. What? Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, I, mean, I, I, won't, I won't say anything about the very end. Brandon, I like know that. why you like the movie. I'll put it um, that way. I'll, I'll say this. Um, if they're going to continue on with it they very wisely set set the course for that mm. in this movie. Uh, so it's something that you walk away from the end of it, like when it's all done, thinking like, okay, they could probably go further with that if they wanted. Um, it's a problem I have with the John Wick movies. I love John Wick. I fucking hate the sequels because oh. I feel the first movie was perfect. It didn't it need to continue on. Exactly. There was no need for anything past it. I seen both of the sequels in the theater yep. and I rolled my eyes back so far in my fucking head during wow, part I like two them. that I saw Brian my was in it, dude. brain. I, I like, part three was marginally better. But that's like like saying, part four. at least I only had violent regular diarrhea instead of dysentery. You know what oh, I mean? All right. Do I ever describe nobody to people? I say it's it's um, John Wick with the the tone of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's John Wick if his wife hadn't died of cancer and he started a family. Yeah, That's but but it's like it's like the tone of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's yeah, not as, yeah. I can dig that. I can dig that. Yeah. But uh, it was just Bob Odenkirk was excellent. Connie Nielsen right. was excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the entire movie. And um, me too. I, I'm always a big fan of. Uh, getting Pat Benatar's music inserted somewhere in the middle of a badass <laughs> flick, um, and then uh, in fi- like before I get to the last one, uh, honorable mention. It was a rewatch for me. I hadn't watched it in a couple of years. It's a movie called Butter. Uh, it oh, I a- love Butter. Love the movie Butter. Uh, I- it's a. It's always like a Bloody catches me by surprise when I watch it. It really lifts my spirits. Um, so and good. I just kind of happened I'm upon. Perfect. it. I was like, oh, you know what, Butter today. And this was a few months ago. It really oh. did the trick. Uh, it stars a young Yara Shahidi who uh, became popular from the show Blackish on ABC, uh, as well as uh, s- some m- smaller roles for Alicia Silverstone and Rob Corddry. Uh, and then the uh, co stars Jennifer Garner has Olivia Wilde, Ty. Not Sheridan. What? Uh, no, the guy from Modern Family. Morrell. Yeah. Um, yes. Ty, yes. And um, uh, there's Mabel. somebody. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh. Hugh Jackman is also yes. in it. I've heard uh, of it's, him. It's a comedy. It's really it's it's funny. It's also got a lot of heart. I recommend checking it out. I believe it's on Netflix. Um, do yourself a favor. It's it's a really good flick. Um, and then my actual like final full blown pick is The Matrix Resurrections. 
Okay. Um, Good for yeah. you, man. I loved it too. Uh, honestly, I'm just like, like mad by it. I'm no, well, here's the thing like, I'm not somebody that was fully enamored of uh, Reloaded and Revolutions, yeah, me neither. And yeah. uh, like I said earlier on, like with the good place, like I'm big, I love philosophy, I love all of that <clears> shit. <throat> and I, I, I dig the bigger philosoph- philosophical questions that the Wachowskis like to ask in a lot of their films. Uh, like I, 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 I almost creamed my jeans when I saw Cloud Atlas. That was me. I can't speak for anybody else, obviously. But with Matrix Resurrections, uh, I was not expecting a big, mindless actioner that was just going to be like set piece after explosion after set piece. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I went in with managed expectations or lower expectations. It's just over the years I've seen the output of the Wachowskis so. I'm familiar with how they were operating at this point in the game. And I went in and it's not that I was shocked or I knew this was going to happen. It's everything played out in front of me. And I was just like, yes. All right. I fucking get it. And you have actually made it for me to be okay with the sequels that you made to the first movie. Mm. And for for I'm not like spoiling anything like I'm not trying to but a lot of people already know like oh you know oh so and so is the one now and not you know not this guy not Neo blah 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 that's not even uh, accurate that that's it's actually like accurate, you're missing no. the fucking point exactly if that's, if that's your takeaway mm-hmm. it's not that either one of them were the one it's that together they are the one that's, exactly that's the reason why mm-hmm. duality in binary shit like literally the fucking moto he's running is called binary in the yeah. movie like it all boils down to incorporating two halves of a of a whole to mm-hmm. make it complete like it's a fucking allegory for so many things but like it's not it's it's not just like a oh fuck this blah 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 like calm down like there are deeper reasons and explanations for what you're seeing go on before you and really considering everything that we've seen in the Matrix previous to this movie, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. Right. I, I really enjoyed it. I've, I've seen it three times already. It's you not a movie everybody's going to get either. I feel yeah, right. I mean, like I, I didn't hear the thing. I saw it like the other day. I didn't hate it. I like I was like, all right. I like it's like my second favorite Matrix movie. I mean, I thought <laughs> yeah. it was definitely better than, you know, but I, I, I wanted to love it and I didn't love it. I just sort of like, all right. You know what? That's fair, man. Because like for me, I guess you could say like I didn't love the movie no. as much as I love the ideas of yeah. the movie. It definitely has a lot of great ideas, and I, the I fucking, philosophical I, I fucking, stuff going yeah. on, the binary stuff is really is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, and uh, I I do I do think it's interesting how uh, she played with bullet time in it um, because I think a lot of people were expecting what we got in the previous films. And to subvert it, like well, I think in a good way. Yeah. Where yeah, Neo way. is Neo is attempting to utilize it, and he kind of is, but because of the analyst, he's completely changed the way it works for Neo. So he can still like do whatever the fuck he wants, but the analyst will always be able to reset it back, mm-hmm. so it right. doesn't matter. And like it's all brilliant. You just have to remember that the first movies were all about humanity's relationship with technology and the internet and how we use them Mm. and by the time we've gotten to resurrections it's actually our relationship with the internet and technology and how it uses us yeah 
Well, we could definitely like go down this whole huge rabbit hole. But that's that's my that's my. If any one but, thing was a number one for me this year, it was Matrix Re- Resurrections. So, Paul, let's get to your list. Okay. Um, all right. So, I'm just going to give you from uh, five to one, and I'll mention an honorable we mentioned before we get to number one. So, yeah. I had Pig as my number five movie because nice. I, I that that was a nice surprise for me. That movie was. I, I remember seeing it, and you know thought it was going to be maybe something like a John Wick type movie and to be surprised that it's not it's a really great character drama and just absolutely adored it I actually just bought it on Blu-ray and I'm going to watch it again in the next Excellent. couple of days um, my number four Licorice Pizza I just saw it the other the other day boy I loved every minute of that movie wow. it was so wonderful and those two you know those you know uh, Hayne there you know and, and um, what's his name and it's the guy's son there. Um, God, my brain's not working right now. Oh, I can't uh, right Yeah. Uh, boy, were they terrific. I mean, they're stars in the making. That was a really mm-hmm. enjoyable movie. I giggled my way throughout the entire film. Isn't that Bradley uh, Cooper in that? Yeah, Bradley Cooper's great in it, too. Mm-hmm. He play, Yeah, he plays John Peters. It's, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, Magnificent piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my number three movie is The Green Knight. I absolutely seen, like. Uh, I'm a huge A24. Like anything A24 does is usually good. Good by me because I like unusual stuff. But you know what? I haven't seen a movie in a while that filled me. And I went to that movie with the highest of expectations, and it and it surpassed those expectations. Wow. And I know it rubs some people the wrong wrong way, but I haven't seen a movie in a while that was just so like that had that sense of awe to it. You know what I mean? And, and it's not, awe doesn't need to be the most like incredible special effects thrown at you like a, a million miles an hour. There's just some certain scenes that, you know, that were just like, wow, this sense of wonder. It brought back the sense of wonder, which I really enjoyed. And, and I really loved The Green Knight. Um, my number two, I'm not going to ignore blockbusters. I thought Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. Wow. I've seen it twice already. I saw it on Sunday and I took my kids to see it on Tuesday. And I was like, wow, what a great movie. What a yeah. great movie, and really a lot of emotion going on there. And I, I it, what's, it was interesting about it is that based on the trailers, because once again, I've seen these trailers a million times. Just remember, times, not like, everybody here has seen it. So. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, no spoilers. I'll never do spoilers. Um, I did not expect the plot to be what the plot was. What I, I thought. I agree. Was mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on the trailers, yeah. so it was nice halfway through the movie to go like, wow, I don't know where this is going. You know what I mean? And that was really, that was really nice. So I, I really loved it. Just quick honorable mentions. Like someone mentioned the French dispatch. I just went a fun mm. movie. Just like it, it's kind of plotless, but I just enjoyed it. it. There's a lot of joy to that movie. And it was just, it was Wes Anderson at his most. Yeah. Wes so Anderson-y. Wes Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that and, is the plot is that Wes Anderson directed it. And here's the thing. Here's a movie that did not deserve to bomb is the last duel. I don't know if any of you guys saw the last. Yeah, movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. I saw it. It's um, like Rashomon. It's like Rashomon. It's, I didn't know it was going to yeah. be told Rashomon style. And I got to be honest, I thought it was like a really, really well-made movie. I, I get that, but I, I mean, for like a contrary opinion, it's also flat at times. Like the acting is like Driver's good and Damon is good, it, but like whoever they got to play the wife, and it's just like ah, I don't, I don't know, like. It's spectacular. You know that to look at, you, man. It's really you know, that's the girl. That's the girl from Free Guy. You know that? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jodie yeah. Comer. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't realize, and I don't really know who she is. I guess she's from uh, like some TV series. But yeah, um, uh, my my one of my wife's favorite characters, villain villain Lee or something like that. Oh, villain yeah. Apple. She's from Killing Eve. Oh, she's from Killing Eve. Yeah. yeah, I had like no idea what this girl is. She's in the free. I really enjoyed her in Free Guy, and then I was like. I thought she was really good. Driver is so good in that too. The yeah. you know the, yeah. the last duel and all that, and, and yeah. you've got Damon there, and Damon does not look like you'd expect him to look, and everything, oh. and just playing off of him, I'm like, wow, Driver is eating up this scene. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, I, just I thought it was a handsomely Adam made Driver. movie. It, yeah, oh, it looks fantastic. It a, yeah, Absolutely. it was a handsomely made movie. It did not deserve to bomb the way it did. And then my num my number one movie, which I predicted would be my number one movie. Um, and see, I'm different, uh, Brendan. Like, I am a huge fan of the David Lynch version of Dune, and I can quote that movie up and down. And you know, it's uh, I absolutely love this new version of Dune. And what's interesting is I saw it in both IMAX and I got to see it. I got to. I got to go to a screening at Warner Brothers oh, that they cool. showed it in their big mm. theater. And then uh, Denis Villeneuve and Eric Roth and John Spath spoke afterwards. And then you went upstairs and there was a museum with all the props and all the costumes. It was <laughs> oh, like, man. I was like, this is fucking why I love living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Chris like and, oh my oh, God. You, no, you should, you should have seen it when I saw it. Cause I was like in my living room. <sighs> This no, this deserves no seen. museum. <laughs> no, this needed to be seen in a theater. And, but here's the interesting thing: I almost preferred it in two, three, five as opposed to IMAX. Hmm, really? It felt was it epic. too much? Was it too much to try to take in with IMAX? No, it just felt more epic in two, three, five. You know, I can I can dig that. I mean, part of it might be uh, this is weird. it might be conditioning. Honestly, it's not like sand. I don't know. It, it just like I, you know, it was like I definitely wanted to see it in IMAX, and I saw it in IMAX, and I was like, wow, this is great. But then when seeing it two, three, five, it just felt it felt bigger to me. I don't know it why. Class, it was classic, man. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's I yeah. It's it's like it's like going back to Code Classic after having New Coke. Yeah. Yeah. And then, hey, one movie I want to mention that nobody really like a movie that slipped under a lot of people's radar that's uh, worth mentioning is this movie called Cop Shop. Are you guys even familiar with that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's with um it's it's with um uh what's the Frank uh, Frank Grillo and um Yeah. Oh, where's, where's my brain? I can I can see his face and um uh what's his name from 300 uh Gerard Butler. That movie oh. is like a attack uh, assault on precinct 13. It's really great. I, I, I just went and saw it like, just for the fuck of it. I was like, ah, I'll go see it. Frank Grillo and whatever. It was really, really fun movie. Was he, was, list, he was great yeah. in the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Frank Grillo. Yeah, was that, that was I, really I, funny. Yeah. So Cop Shop. See, if you get a chance, see Cop Shop. All right. So before so. we get to Ash's list, uh, Stephen and Sammy sent in their list. Uh, they had a top four. Stephen did say his top character from this year was the Watcher from uh, What If? But he said for uh, him and Sammy, their top four movies uh, all came out in the last half an hour. Okay. So before you start, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> jump off for one second. I'm, I'm I'm gonna just check on my son, and I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, don't look up. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Spider-Man No Way Home, and one that's on pretty much everybody's list so far, Dune. Nice. So that, was, that was their top four. He's so, a harsh Dune or do not, there is no try. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I kept saying. I think that's the name of our episode. Yeah, I think it is. No, am, I, am I the only one that oh, didn't and, have Dune on their list? And that's Dunes. Fine. I don't have Dune yeah, on Yeah, but my you list. did have Licorice Pizza, which I wrote down, so I need to see that. I haven't mm. seen it, but so I Ash, guess. Ash and I are both going to do uh, for the, the the sake of time, so we can run this giveaway. Yeah, do your thing. Uh, we're going to do our top five 
2021 films and our top five films that we saw this year for the first time. So, Ash, you go first. Yeah, so here are my top five first-time watches. Uh, Atomic Blonde, Ooh. Resident Evil, okay. uh, the, the first one. So not the, not the new yeah. one that just came out, but like the we went through the whole Resident Evil series. And I really en- I enjoyed them all, but I really enjoyed the first one. Um, Event Horizon. Oh, yes. <laughs> I got the, the Screen Factory version. One. Yes, I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, the Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Great episodes. Ooh. Those were yes. awesome episodes. Number one on my list is The Matrix. Yes. I fucking loved it. I, I can't yes, believe it it's took so good. Which yeah. I'm sorry. How disappointed were you in Reloaded and Revolutions, Ashes? Uh, so, well, I... He's not going to like this answer. <laughs> I had to really sit with it and kind yeah. of digest it a little bit afterwards. Like watching it, I'm like, I'm a little bored with the storytelling. It's a little muddy. But afterwards, thinking about both of the films, especially the two films as a whole, yeah. you know, it made it made more sense. And especially doing research for the for the show. And especially I to be completely honest with you, watching Resurrections made me like the other two films more. Yeah, so this was your list you of five that you just watched this year. Perfect microcosm of everything I went through over the course of like two years <laughs> after seeing those fucking movies. I had to like sit with it and really ponder it and like eventually come to a decision like I mean, I guess I have to acknowledge their existence. He's pondering his orb. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's, it's not that I, I didn't hate them. I just thought that, you know. Uh, Me neither. I didn't hate there's them. A lot, there's a lot. That in, in comparison to the first Matrix, the yeah. second and Listen, third. They didn't, plan on making, they didn't plan on making anything past the first movie. If and they had, they would not have made Neo anywhere near as powerful as he was at the end of the Matrix. Because I, of that, they ran into difficulty with giving him like weaknesses within the story itself. Right, which is one of the why things it's that so they reckon Superman. Right, you know, and then that's one of the things that they kind of uh, took into consideration with this new one and almost like corrected it a little bit. Yes, like I said that to Dara. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the the first movie so much. That's awesome. So, what are your top five from so this year? Top five new releases. Actually, before you jump in, is it possible that I, my son is so pissed at me because I was supposed to cook dinner like half an hour ago? Um, could I jump on? Would it be possible for me to jump on on my cell phone so I can still like? Yeah, do this? if you if you just click the link, it'll okay. ask you to like open it up in like you know whatever internet Safari or or. Uh... Okay, because I want to I want to stay to the end of this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cook while I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna jump on and then jump off. All right, yeah. sorry. No problem. So sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> so what's your what's your top five? So top five: the Mitchells versus the Machines. Fucking love that movie. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah. Gunpowder Milkshake, which last, I call hamburger milkshake. Last night in Soho and House of Gucci. So my my top five first time watches from this year. Well, from something that I watched for the first time this year that may have been out for a while. Uh, I am divine. That was so good. Uh, getting to see the like, the behind the scenes, like who Divine was, who Glenn was, uh, mind-blowing. Uh, number four was 2015's Green Inferno, one of the most brutal kills I have ever seen 
in anything. Number three, 2019's Benny Loves You. So fucking good. I recommend it to anyone. I have it written down. Number two. Hold, let me let me get Paul back. I'm, I'm back. Got I'm going to be making chicken parmesan as I'm talking to you guys. Nice. All right. Uh, so we, I just went over my, my top five. Uh, I Am Divine, Green Inferno, Benny Loves You. Number two is actually a short film that we saw earlier this year, our first time back in the theater. The Ballad of Sharkosaurus. Such an amazing <laughs> film. They built a 14-foot animatronic shark. It was awesome. What, uh, what is that? I've never even heard of that movie. It's a short film based on a graphic novel. Huh. It's like Old West and like they're dynamiting and like they wake up Sharkosaurus and he comes in and slaughters <laughs> everyone. Oh, it's so good. Um my honorable mentions, and again, these are movies that I had never seen and just watched for the first time this year. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, nice. my God. Right. Nice. Yes. Uh, I loved it. I'm so With happy. Tom Atkins. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, yes. Another tieback. <laughs> the Super Deep, which is on Amazon. It's fucking amazing. It's yeah. like The Thing meets uh, The Last of Us, the video game. Cool. It's incredible. Um a movie I just watched today, 2010, The Year We Make Contact. Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. The Shaw Brothers film Crippled Avengers. So good. Uh, Day of Anger with Lee Van Cleef. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. God Forgives, I Don't <laughs> with Terrence Hill and uh, Bud Spencer. And another one, and this was actually parodied on The Simpsons, which I didn't think it was a real movie because Troy McClure says, you might remember me from such films as Today We Kill, Tomorrow We Die. <laughs> it's a real fucking movie. Uh, and number one, my number one film that I'd never seen before and I watched this year because I was like, you know what? I kind of like Westerns. Let me try 1993's Tombstone. What? Whoa. You've never seen Tombstone? Oh, oh my God. How much what? did you love that movie, yes. dude? My number one first time watch for this year. Oh, my wow. God. That is one of the We watched that in my like... film class in high school. It's amazing. You would even like it. You oh my god, it's like, so good. Val Kilmer is yeah, Val Kilmer deserved to get nominated for an Oscar for that. He was so good. Yeah. Michael Bain, Richard Harris. That I mean, final duel with, with fucking Michael Bain. Oh, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Johnny Ringo. Oh. I'll be your Huckleberry. I'll be a Huckleberry. That movie is oh. and I assume you've seen Silverado, right? Oh, no, love Silverado. I never really watched I was mailing that DVD. Okay, it's never really my thing, but look, as far as modern westerns, saving. you don't get much better. I mean, other than Unforgiven, you don't get much better than Silverado and, and uh, Tombstone. 100% agree. I'm, I'm yeah. saving. Yeah. We're actually going to be doing one uh, coming up that I'd never seen. Uh, you might have heard of it The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen it, but we're saving it. Uh, and it's funny, I just learned the other day one of the, uh, the ones we did a couple weeks ago called Five Man Army. Written by Dario Argento. Huh. Yeah, that wow. sounds right. That um, makes sense. So my top five 2021 films. Tied at number five, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and The Matrix Resurrections. Number four, Little Bit of a Cheat, The Fear Street Trilogy. I really fucking oh, enjoyed wow. that. Mm -hmm. Number three, I have the same number three as Ashes, Hamburger Milkshake. <laughs> uh, number two, 
Ghostbusters Afterlife, honorable mentions inside that Bo Burnham special. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was, that was like, it's funny, but Bo also Burnham. like seeing his mental state deteriorate as he goes, <laughs> like it's it's what we all went through. Yeah. Um, Bloody Summer Camp, which is actually a film I backed on Indiegogo, and they sent me an advanced copy so I could review it. <laughs> uh really good. Uh Felissa Rose, uh, Dave Sheridan, you know, the usual suspects for, for these types of films. Uh, and actually a buddy of mine, Christian Jensen, who's like an erotic horror writer. He was fucking great. He played like the asshole of all assholes. Just a quick um, question. Does he write horror and he himself is very erotic? <laughs> I was going to ask that. It's actually one of the first Twitter followers I ever had. It was just, uh, there's a lot of ambiguity in that, <laughs> that statement. I'm just... I think it's meant to be that way. Uh, <laughs> two more honorable mentions. Godzilla vs. Kong, which it didn't have everything I wanted, but I was looking forward to it so fucking much. Uh, and I loved it. I just you mean this it. Godzilla versus Kong that I just got on 4K Blu-ray? Yes, that one. Seven ninety nine. Uh, and one that kind of flew under the radar, but like I really thought it was excellent. Uh, Stowaway with Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah. Oh, it's excellent. It's so good. Uh, and my number one. This is one that popped up on quite a few lists, but number one movie of this year was Pig. Pig was great, man. It, it, it was so different than what you thought it was going to be when you get yeah. there. And like the so climax of the movie is John Wick, <laughs> what if he was a chef? Yeah. And like that's not really what it was. Yeah. That final like confrontation scene where he's got like, like he goes through this whole movie, like he has this eidetic memory when it comes to like meals he's cooked. Yeah, it's so good. We, so, we love it. I've watched it like four times, I think. Hey, listen, I, I really I'm, liked it. I'm proud of every single person here for not having said Zack Snyder's Justice League at any point. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I'm not going to say it's my favorite. Top, and they're five of, of 21. That We discussed Justice League. We all know how we... Oh, yeah. It. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, I'm glad it wasn't in anyone's top five. That's all. All right. Bravo. So here is, here is our prize wheel. Uh, Ollie, you haven't said anything for a while. Give me a number <laughs> one to thirteen, and I'm going to shuffle Ooh. this that many times. Give me give a, a prime number. Give, <laughs> give me eight. All right, so here we go. One, That's my lucky number. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we're going to spin this for thirty seconds, not ten. So thirty seconds. A big reveal. This is a very complicated prize wheel. So whoever, this is how I do stuff when I run like my uh, memorabilia giveaways too. So we're going to spin this three times. First winner gets their choice of prizes. Second winner gets choice of what's left. And the third winner gets whatever doesn't get picked. (laughs) That's what they deserve. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody else gets nothing. Uh, (laughs) So here we go. Here's spot one. Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> tell us a lesson that we should learn. The computer will tell us, so if it's like really close, the computer will tell us who, who the winner is. Come on, me and my Zach wife. Zack Snyder? What? No. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Stay, stay, Not stay, looking stay, good stay, for stay, me. Stay, 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 fuck! 
Uh oh. Happy birthday! Keep going, 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 keep going. Come on, buddy, you can do it. Steven! Congratulations, buddy. I know what he's going to pick. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I know he wants the keychain. Yeah, absolutely. So let's We just talked about that on the last Dorkening episode. So we're going to remove that instance of Steven. Happy birthday, buddy. That's he awesome. said NECA, NECA, NECA. So <laughs> congratulations, Stephen. When you get a chance, DM me your address. I will I will get that out to you. Happy fucking birthday. Yeah, DM, DM me awesome. your address too, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're actually, because Stephen won and there's only three prizes, we're going to remove Stephen off there. Yeah, suck on that, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. This is for prize two. Do you want to shuffle it up again? Yeah, shuffle it up again. All right. Brapow, how many uh, shuffles? Um, Six. Two, three, four, five, six. Here we go. This is for the second prize. Land on my name, you feckless boob. (laughs) Oh, you got a good shot at it. <laughs> no, I don't. Son of a yeah, you do. No, I don't. Ali, Ali, Ali. Going to Ali or is it going to Kali? Oh, 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 She's oh, the luckiest oh, person ever. So. Oh, look at that. So Colleen gets to choose between one of those two. After, so after I'm saying makes his choice. who earns. Remove. Paul, how many <laughs> times should I shuffle it now? Are you asking me? Yeah. Once. One shuffle. There we go. All <laughs> right. the cook. <laughs> Here we go. Coffin Joe. He's the coolest guy I know. Coffin Joe. <laughs> All glory to the hypno toad. I know. I Ah, <laughs> man. Oh, it's coming to Ollie. Is it going to Ollie or is it going to Adam? No, it's going to go. Going to Adam. Ah. Oh! Twice. Damn. You get what you deserve. <laughs> All right. So Adam wins the third prize. So, right, we have congrats, to, uh... Adam. I hope so congratulations I hope to the winners. Just fucking rigged and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck um, everybody. All right. So let's stop sharing. You don't need to see my I was having fun until now. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only have Ninja Turtle themed prizes, so otherwise I'd suggest something. But it's like you know. Well, know. we wanted to go with three. We like <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, we're going to get like twenty prizes, and I was like, yeah. I actually we were out <laughs> when we went we went to Target the other night, and I was like, I'm going to get some prizes, and I walked down this one aisle that had all this He-Man stuff like marked on clearance. So I got a giant fucking Battle Cat, like. Marked down. It's got thirty points of articulation from uh, the Revelation series. Yeah, so that I'm gonna need cat's pictures, new Pat, fucking so. battle cat. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and then they had the vehicle. It says vehicle slash uh, like evil creature. The land shark that was like twelve fifty because they had the Revelation stuff, and then they had like the retro stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got the land shark and Panthor. Nice. So I have Battle Cat. I I don't know. I haven't opened it yet, but they're all getting opened. Like the boxes are dinged up. Like I don't give a shit, but that's awesome. So I want to thank you guys. Uh, Adam, his computer started updating. So that's why he got booted off. He messaged me. But uh, 
he said he had a good time and he thanks everyone for uh you know having him letting him join in the conversation but like we were happy yeah, to yeah. enjoy your prizes adam <laughs> <laughs> no it's cool he didn't man. earn it yeah it's, it's cool that you fucking bailed halfway through the show and you still Wait, we won a prize. that's awesome I guess I'll bail halfway through a show next time. Maybe I'll win something. You Maybe. always win. You won my fucking I I, raffle. I, I, like, I fucking win everything. I really do. We had this huge raffle at Scaricon with like all this shit in it, and he won it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys won my heart. I just want to say that. Hey, listen, uh, I gotta go, I gotta go uh, make some chicken parmesan. So, wait, before uh, you go, before you go, where can people find you and your work? Like, where do people like people following oh. your social media? Um, actually, I just launched a new website. So if you go to paulsalamoff.com, you can check out all the sort of stuff I'm up to. Um, you can watch Encounter um, on a whole bunch of different uh, streaming platforms, or you can buy it. It's on Blu-ray. Um, my new graphic novel series, Hired Guns, is out from uh, Marcoja. Issue 3 just came out, and uh, Issue 4 will be coming out in um, a month or so. Um, and... Um, yeah, I guess Paul Salmoff. Or if you just want to friend me on Facebook, I like friends. So, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for having me. I mean, really, thank oh, you guys I... for having me. And also, great movie recommendations. I can't. I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff that you guys recommended. So, thank you. I the gift of movies is always, you know, a good gift. So, I'm going to bid you adieu. Right. Have a great night. All right, take Where care, everyone. I really enjoyed. It. Thank you for having me. Of thank course. you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, right. Paul. See you guys soon. Take care. Yeah. Bye, Paul. Guys, I All did right. the math. He spent $703 on movie tickets this year. If well, you know, it all <laughs> well, depends where he is, what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, what do you average? You know, 1099 yeah, a ticket. Oh, so ooh. yeah. Well, he's in California. Mid, no, you don't know. Mid COVID, we would uh, we would rent out whole movie theaters to watch movies. Uh, just my family. Well, Ollie, so. not everybody awesome. has that. Option. <laughs> I wanted to do yeah. that, Ollie, but no one else fucking had. This I just Ollie drove a different car to set every single day. Ooh. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, are you actually like, like, no, This one's dirty. <laughs> Get me a clean one. Are you Arrow? Yes. Oh, this one's out of yeah. gas. Get me another. <laughs> oh, I had, to, I had to trade my car in. Why? Uh, the radio, the song came on I didn't like. Yeah, Wait, were you the kid in the it. toy? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ollie, where can where can folks follow you if they want to interact uh, with you on social media? I mean, media? I'm not, nothing I've worked on has come out yet because I am a 19-year-old movie producer, so obviously turnaround time is not my favor as of now. But uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, at OllieToy, O-L-L-I-E-T-O-I, you can uh, watch my stories. It's usually just me doing dumb shit on movie sets because – that is the best place to do dumb shit. Oh, it's true. There's lots of cameras yeah. around. Catch, make sure yes. you catch everything. I'll tell you one thing. You got excellent taste in movies. I, I really like the uh, the five that you picked, and I really like the uh, characters that you picked. I need to get on watching Succession. Yeah, me so. too. It's a. Uh, it's like it. It murders you on the inside watching it. It's just. A, it's a great. It's like a thriller almost. It's a great show. Nice. Yeah, between the two of you talking about it, I'm like, I okay, I I guess I have to. Bust it's like how these guys got me to watch Ted Lasso. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. dude! I mean, no, I there was long. no calf wrangling throughout the entire series. <laughs> Damn it, Christ! Coop, where can people find you? 
Uh, most of the time, you can find me on the Dorkening Network, uh, where I uh, I kind of uh, come on to different shows, apparently. But uh, there's a couple different podcasts that we're doing, one called Comics Paradox with uh, Brandon. It's actually Brandon's show. So, And then uh, we have the Dork Night, which is a Batman-themed <laughs> show. I'm on Geek Life HQ, who has just had their 100th episode. So uh, also on the Dorkening Network. And uh, Epic Tales from the Sewers, where I uh, I talk about Ninja Turtles. Powerful Brandon, how about you? Um, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, Justin just covered. We are doing uh, the Dork Knight podcast uh, where we just talk about Batman stuff um, with uh, Leo Pond as well. It's a lot of fun for me, especially. Uh, I mean, I think I get the benefit of it because the two of them are huge Batman fans and I'm a bit more skeptical. So it makes it's like the- 80% <laughs> about Superman and you know it. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Not, no, I, I mean, maybe like 15%, not 80% though. Um, but that's a lot of fun. And then, yeah, Comics Paradox is all about uh, alternate reality stories like what ifs, else worlds. Um, just like different takes on characters, things like that. It's uh, that's a, been a lot of fun so far, too. Uh, but otherwise, I'm usually on the Dorkening Wednesday night podcast at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and uh, you can pretty much follow me on Twitter at Brandon's Powers, on Instagram at This Brandon Has Powers. And uh, if you're on Facebook, come on over and check out the Powers Combined group. It's a group of geeks that, you know, we just get together, have fun, good time. Um, Our number one rule there is don't Don't be a a jerk. jerk. If you (laughs) violate it, you will be booted so fast it will make your head spin. Uh, We are all just there to be geeks in in a very non-judgmental space. You like what you like, and if you want to share it, hey, cool, like do the thing. Um, But, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's my deal. So come check that stuff out. As for us, you can find us here each and every Thursday. You can find us at throwdownthursdaypodcast.com. Find us at our Facebook group. You can find us at uh, the Loudest Sports Show uh, Facebook group. We'll be starting that back up uh, next year, which sounds like a long way away, but it's not. Um, But we'll be starting that back up. Uh, I have a lot of sports memorabilia stuff that I want to start giving away because I have like too many of them <laughs> no shit <laughs> no you don't even see all the box like there are ten boxes behind me if you tried to walk we just say <laughs> there's hold on oh, oh. all of those helmets those boxes <laughs> all have helmets oh wow I wasn't too far off in my assessment I bet he gets great helmet <laughs> why what have you heard uh, uh, we'll, uh, we're going to be doing that uh, and I think with that being said we, we will, will see you, you next, next year oh, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you were going to say both it. things are true it's true <laughs> so you guys have a great night and we'll catch you on the flip side bye everybody